Hey, everybody. It is our fifth installment of the Dungeons & Dragons episode therapy session situation where we demonstrate how Adam Davis and Adam Johns from Game to Grow use Dungeons & Dragons for therapeutic purposes. The idea goes is that Adam Johns is the dungeon master slash therapist utilizing the Game to Grow model. And Adam Davis and Umberto and I are clients, so to speak, and that uh, through Adam Johns's game style and, and gameplay that we actually get some emotional gratification, emotional regulation, social skill development, self-esteem development, identity exploration, and all that kind of stuff. So today is number five. Uh, people are demanding, Umberto, Whoa. for the, the next chapter of The Adventures of Grolo. Wow! <laughs> people like love, a solo campaign? Yeah. Just a <laughs> people love Grolo. <laughs> yeah. Grolo is a lovable brute. He loves more Grolo. <laughs> Welcome to the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm a therapist and a professor, and my character is named Thrain, and he's a dwarf cleric, which is like a priest. My name is Humberto Castaneda, and I don't know about all that stuff that Honda was talking about, because I'm just here to have fun and not grow at all, <laughs> but I play Grollo the Cruel, who's a half-orc, and he's a lovable brute, as we were just saying. And who are you guys? My name is Adam Davis. I'm playing Shush, a tiefling bard. Um, and my name is Adam Johns. I am the Game Master or Dungeon Master. I'm here to, to paint the world for all of you. So, if you are interested in learning more about using Dungeons & Dragons or other games for therapeutic, educational, and parenting uses, you can go to gametogrow.org and learn more. Uh, Adam and Adam like to train people, parents, educators, therapists. Uh, we're also looking to hire people because we're growing, and we have a waiting wait list of people in the area who are looking to join a group. Also, if you want to support Game to Grow, go to gametogrow.org slash support, and you can donate. When you donate, you know that you are actually providing money that goes straight to allowing needy kids to participate in the groups because the groups, we have to charge for it. We're, we, we have to stay alive, and one of the ways we stay alive is by charging the parents to have their kids in these groups. And some kids are from families, lo and behold, who we all know can't afford it. And so if you go to gametogrow.org slash support, your money will go towards that. So let's get into it. Adam Johns, where do we begin? Um, well, so we need to recap our game a little bit. But before we recap the game, um, I kind of mentioned in the last uh, in the last session, last playthrough, that we would always ask a question to kind of deepen a little bit more our understanding of uh, yourself and your character. And um, a lot of the times in our groups, these questions are um, uh, waver back and forth between really deep, introspective questions and sometimes light, fluffy questions because your life is made up of, of many different aspects. So my question for all of you today about your characters is um, what is a favorite food that you really enjoy and what is a favorite food that your character really enjoys? Interesting. Does anyone have anything? I do. Uh, when you asked me about my culture, I mentioned about these delicious leap pies. So Grolo really likes leap pies. I don't know if they're pronounced leap pies. I think they're leap pies. But um, essentially, they're, they're ground stuff, probably meats of all sorts. And they're, but they're very spicy. 
very hard for people that are not at least half orc to enjoy because they have really strong taste. But uh, it reminds Grolo of his youth. And it's like a like mixed uh, love-hate thing about his youth. Uh, he kind of hates the fact that his his father was this cruel orc and stuff. But he also misses some of that culture, and that's one of them. Yeah, is Meat it, pies. Is this a, this is an, a, a common orc culture experience. Is, yeah. Is, uh, is it L-E-E pies? Uh, L-E-A-P-I-E-S. Oh, leap. 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 Okay. leap eyes. Leap, leap eyes. Awesome. Uh, that's Maybe it's leapies, leapies. I don't know. He, he he might know how to pronounce them. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, Alberto, do you like spicy food yourself? I do. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just I reflecting. Do. I do. <laughs> and actually, now that I think about it, uh, I like food that's too spicy. So, like, I can't really easily share my dishes once I've spiced them up, um, because if I if I do, it's like. You know, it's like too hard for the average consumer. Yeah, so I, maybe it's a little. Orc-ish. I've prided myself on being able to take spice, and I had a casual dinner with Umberto, and I had the same dish as he did with the same spice level, and I thought it was insanely hot. He so, asked me to order at the same level. So what happens is there's this Nepalese restaurant, and they do this amazing seven bean soup. So good. There's just seven beans in it. Seven beans, yeah. <laughs> and then very large beans. <laughs> it's very, very it's all water. And, some, and then you can ask for a spice level. And so, you know, they go from one to five. But I kept going. And so I was kind of a regular. And like one of the dudes that works there, he's like, oh, you know, do you really like spicy? I'm like, yeah. It's like, you know, you can, I can make you a seven. And I was like, all right. So then he started giving me a seven. And seven is indeed very spicy. Uh, so when I was getting food from there, Honda's like, get me whatever you're getting. I'm like, all right, how spicy you want? It's like, however spicy you get. I'm like, okay. And I kind of described it. It's like, yeah, that's fine. So I did. But it, it is very spicy. It's like, you know, the guy in the kitchen overdoes it. So we should do. <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with hot ones, you know, oh, the, yeah. the YouTube oh, yeah. channel. Oh, those must be the ridiculous. The, are you a spicy? I, I am the guy of all of my friends that if I order food, nobody can even. Yeah, so you're probably it. Uh, probably like me. Yeah. I I am. I like yeah. spicy food so much. I, we I, should do a little hot ones thing. I think we totally. Oh, we should do it. a hot ones D and D. We we can do a, like every time I you think, can like re-roll, but you got to eat one of these hot wings. I think we should. I think we should make that a fundraiser for Game to Grill. Yeah. yeah. I need a vegan option for my wings, but uh, you just eat like a tofu. Like, <laughs> yeah, hot well, tofu. they do cauliflower. Okay, okay, yeah, or, yeah, that would be great. Or tofu, yeah. chicken nuggets, yeah. whatever. <laughs> All right, so that's mine. Lee pies. Um, awesome. That's that's spectacular. I was gonna do spicy for my character too, okay. for Shush and for me, but now I have to. Oh, and, and, sorry, I, I, should, something I should clarify one thing because in our human reality, when I say, "Oh, I like it really spicy," but it still tastes good, you know. This is the kind of spices like orc spices. So it's not like, oh, this is hot. No, no. It's like, this tastes like shit. (laughs) It's it's like literally just a bunch of grass. and Very earthy. (laughs) Very earthy. Dirt. And also, I'm sure, spicy. Like, it's all of the above. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's that's perfect. Um, I love it. 
Um, Adam, uh, you can answer the same. I think I, I will. I mean, because I'm tiefling. This, this, is, this is great because, Adam, oh, yeah. are you just discovering this now about Umberto? Yes. Oh, and yeah. Umberto's just discovering this so about our Adam. characters but, but might have some. Your characters might have like an opportunity uh, to discover this yeah. about each other that they've never realized that they share this opportunity for connection. So I, I think that, that works that, very well on a, on a very hu- human character level. Shush, I think the, this like childhood like performer in him, he was like the guy who wanted to impress everybody else by eating really spicy food. Oh. So he the, the nobody in his culture really in, encouraged him to eat spicy food. He was like that kid on the I playground see. who was like, "Hey guys, want to see me do something stupid? <laughs> Watch me eat this pepper." And right. then he sort of built up right, a, right, right. Okay. a tolerance for it that right. way. Plus, he has like hell, uh, yeah, blood. resistance to fire. So uh. it's it's sort of like a little bit of a. Right. It's not really as spicy to I love it. We're going <laughs> to have to have a scene around this. <laughs> what about yeah. your favorite food? Um, my favorite food is is hot wings. Oh, nice. One of my favorite foods is hot wings. I've saw a lot of favorite foods, but one of my favorite things to do is to get hot wings of different flavors and then like alternate between them. Right. I don't ever get less than three flavors of hot wings oh, because wow. I like to go down the line sure. like, and have them in the right order. Like honey and Jamaican jerk is one of my favorite oh, yeah. flavors. Yeah, that's a good. And then a classic buffalo and then something else. Like I had, I just so my wife for my birthday gave me a subscription to Fuego Box, which oh. is a monthly hot sauce, and one of them nice. was a a peach hot sauce that I like made I ordered wings delivery but I got them without sauce so that I could put them in my own sauce Dude. to make those the third one in my trio of hot sauce alright uh, birthday ideas <laughs> for me anyone out there wants to buy me a Fuego subscription <laughs> love it where is your favorite place to get wings in Seattle I just discovered a new delivery place that is my new favorite I used to like Wingmasters and Ballard but then they were bought out and they're not as good anymore Oh, so I don't I have there's really a big hole in my heart that's wow. What about Wingdome? Are you a Wingdome fan? Um, I have not been. I've only been there once or twice. Back when we used to run groups in that area, and I would go there. I think Adam and I would go to a place called Atlantic Crossing, and we would get some stupidly hot wings there. They actually have really delicious wings oh. they're, they're in uh, Roosevelt, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they also have really good um, Scotch eggs, oh. which is like really hard scotch to find. Scotch eggs. What yeah. is a Scotch egg? It's like a um, breaded, fried. Uh, uh, like um, mashed up sort of ground beef around a um, uh, poached egg. Oh. Um, and when you do them right, the the yolk of the egg is runny. So you uh. like cut them open and then you've got this like uh, uh. super delicious breaded fried <laughs> thing with, with egg yolk. And wow. stuff. It's really, really spectacular. Sounds. Uh, You're not yoking. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. I, I wouldn't. I would never yoke about scotch. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> What about Thrain? What about Thrain? Uh, for Thrain, you know, he's pious, so he's got to go with something right. not very flashy. Lembus. Dwar- <laughs> dwarves are plain, not... Plain crackers. Dwarves <laughs> are not known for their culinary... You know, that's an elf thing. And uh, so I'm just thinking mutton. Just, just, mutton. Just, you know, because he lives... He grew up in a town where there's a lot of farmers and a lot of sheep. Right. And so... Just he like likes braised mutton. Just a boiled, braised, Bo- boiled, okay. boiled, boiled mutton. mutton. Yeah. <laughs> I was wow. Just, I, I picture him as, as somebody who would like eat like salted cod. <laughs> sure, like, there was a river nearby, so for sure, salted cod. Um, just, just plain, you know, just plain food. Nothing wow. decadent. Um, now, Kirk is completely different from that. Uh, <laughs> although I like mutton, but, but I would say, keeping with the lamb uh, theme. I recently had a very delicious lamb burger with tater tots. Oh. Um, I cannot 
uh, tell you how much I like tater tots. <laughs> Especially that first one when they're when they're really crispy, not when they're soggy. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. They have to be Cri- crispy and then soft on the inside. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. And just that first, you know, I like to eat half the tater tot, just kind of like get half of it. <laughs> and it's it, it is an exquisite experience. I, I, I can. I just had, I had like just goosebumps when you're talking about. I know. That's, yeah. Uh, how good those? Can, can we do a podcast of just you just describing <laughs> delicious foods? Is that a this, this podcast brought to you by? Whoever, whatever the closest order is to and you. we can add a little point. ASMR to the mix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say. I'm describing the tater tots. <laughs> Delicious. Cris- crispy outside. <laughs> uh, interesting to note that um, we all sort of had um, connections between the, our favorite foods and right. our characters' favorite foods. Right. Yeah. That is very automatic for the people. I did not know you were a spicy food guy. I wouldn't have thought that. But now that you say that, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I think you have a secret wild side because you, yeah. you, you've, you've told a lot of things that I've been like, wait, there's a whole other Adam behind this. <laughs> I did his, used to be an actor. His professional, true. like, So uh, who's veil. the real Adam? Yeah. Hmm. This, this, is actually, this is actually his stunt double we're working with right now. Oh, but <laughs> he's very convincing. He is. It's a Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just curious, Adam Johns. What is your favorite food? You got it. You got Oh, say. sure. Um, I I didn't even think about it. I didn't think I was going to answer. Um, I think my favorite food is is steak. Mm. Um, I think I really like uh, a steak that's very very cooked cooked just right and and really. Um, uh, not seasoned, not overly seasoned. Mm. I'm vetoing um, this, Adam. Your favorite food is soup. Oh, oh that's totally that's totally <laughs> steak with a side of soup. <laughs> Has a little soup on the side. Adam puts soup into all of our campaigns uh, with the kids, and the kids like have a running joke where they're like, "Is there going to be more soup in this campaign?" Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of soup in our campaigns. Wasn't actually, there soup in this campaign? Uh, has there been soup in this? Or am I thinking of? I thought there was like a soup that we had. At share some a point. soup. Uh, or am I thinking we, of we one of the anyway. And you it, need to make it spicy as a joke to me, but then I end up liking it. We'll have you, to have a scene like that. So when I think of steak in Seattle, I think of Daniel's and I think of Ruth Chris. Have you been to either one? Uh, I've never been to either one. There's a Jack's um, steak place down okay. in, in West Seattle that's, that's really spectacular. Okay. Um, and then the best steak I've ever had in my entire life is um, in Montana, um, what was the name of that place, Adam? Land of Magic. Called the Land of Magic. What? Um, and it's uh, hands down, by a huge margin, the best steak I've ever wow. had. Wow. Probably straight from the source. Of straight that from yeah. the cow. The, the cow right they there. They like, point outside. Like, <laughs> point that's outside. His brother. That's, the, that's the cow. <laughs> it's yeah. missing part of it. <laughs> <laughs> they just cut out that part, and then they, they have it. That's so gross. <laughs> that's like the grossest thing I just imagined there. Um, uh, soup is definitely very high up on my on my list as well. And I do, I do work it into a lot of stuff. I actually have a whole theory about how soup... Uh, can fill every food group. You can have right. Uh, you can have a soup for every meal. Um, cereal is just breakfast soup. <laughs> um, oatmeal is just breakfast chili. Okay. Uh, so you can you can totally. Sure. I, I used to dream about opening a soup restaurant where everything was soup. You could not order anything that was not right. some kind of soup. Soup that was, Nazi. That was all, all of this. All the soups available. Soup is one of those things that I rarely crave, but when I'm having it, I think this is really good. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like a good soup tortilla soup. Oh, good tortilla soup. Yeah. Colombia is is replete with soups. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite dishes there is sopa de de ñame, mote, mote de ñame, uh, and it's essentially this like 
bowl with uh, nyame is like this yuca-like root. It's mm. very fibrous and stuff. A little bit sweet tasting, but but you know mostly no flavor. And so it creates this nice little base of stuff. And then they add this cheese, this special kind of cheese in cubes, and then some lime and and onions, white onions. Oh my god! It's this, so this sounds like the best thing in the world. Good, it's so good. It's so filling. It's ridiculous. Slow down, make it more sensual. So go ahead and pause your podcast now. Get some food. Yeah. Now that we're all hungry. <laughs> now that we're all all super super hungry. Um, you can hear our <laughs> tummy gurgle as we go through this. Um, the uh, so what, what's great about about all of the answers that you guys give is that it gives an opportunity to reflect on how similar or dissimilar you are to your character. So um, this is just always a good uh, practice of thinking about what's what's the same between me and my character and what's different between me and my character. Hmm. Um, and those can mean all sorts of different things, but um, but it's uh, good to um, go back and have that reflection period and then mm-hmm. figure out for yourself, is, is there a meaning there? Is there is there a purpose to that? Um, thinking about, like, is it important that Grolo also have a history of, of spicy food and a culture of spicy mm. food? Does that help you connect more with your character? Is that pulled from your experience for a reason? Or is it is it important that Thrain um, not enjoy decadent foods? Right. Uh, because that, that has to be an important part that makes up his character. Yeah, and it is a part of me. I mean, there's, I don't think I've ever actually lived that credo, (laughs) but the notion of simplicity or not, you know, indulging oneself or something is a streak that I have, you know what I mean? So that's interesting to have done that exercise. And now that's more conscious for me as I interact with this character, you know? Perfect. So with that, um, who wants to do our recap from our previous I always games? do the recap. I'll do it again. You're good at it. Yeah. Okay. So we traveled to Pahija, which is a major uh, a city of industry and trade and cosmopolitan to investigate this Groomsh situation, which is the god of orcs, a chaotic, evil, horrible god. And we... Uh, traveled here because there was a number of clues that led us to this town. And when we entered town, we discovered that Groomsh, the evil god, had somehow tricked all the people into believing that Groomsh was actually a good god and had also convinced all the townspeople that my god, uh, Moradin, is an evil god. And so all the Moradin churches had been boarded up except for one, and all these Groomsh temples had cropped up, even though normally the Groomsh temple would have to go underground in such a in such a city, or maybe not even be involved at all, because you know orcs tend to be far flung from cities right. and that kind of thing. So everything was very upside down. People loved Grolo because he's half orc. People hated me because I'm dwarf, and particularly because I have uh, a symbol of Morden. We have thoughts that uh, the um, well, we had thoughts that maybe somehow they used trickery or or brain control to change people's minds, but there's not a lot of evidence of that. We did find evidence of sacrifices, yeah, the blood that are maybe secretly happening at night that they're that they're cleaning up. We uh, managed to get to the guy who hired 
Nicholas, who is with us, and um, he was dead. He hired Nicholas to get the box that was in a Groomsh box that was in this other town, and so we went to this guy and who was a pawnbroker. We went to his pawn shop. We found we were going to ask him like who who t- hired you or why did you hire these band of people to find this groom's box? Because there seemed to be a lot of clues here. Walked into the pawnbroker place and the guy was dead. And then we turned around and we heard the authorities arriving and surrounding the building. It's a trap. And now we are oh, realizing yeah. that we might be implicated in the death of this. Pawnbroker and things aren't looking good because I'm a Moradin uh, yep. wor- worshiper, and so I'm not necess- probably not going to get a very fair trial if if things come to such a situation. So, did I leave anything out? Um, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. So you said everybody loved Grolo and didn't like three. You forgot to mention how much everybody loved Shush. There are people just you know racing w- after him, widely celebrated for his good looks and charm. Um, you yeah. remember, that, you remember that part of the I game? Right. I remember that. Wait, Shibri loves you. You know what I do remember is I remember us theorizing how we could use those booths of truth, the truth booth, the truth booth. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> like, we that. never made it to Pag Pagfarth, the school of magic. <laughs> there is Pag Pagfarth, the school of magic, named after its founder, Sir Reginald Pagfarth. Sir Reginald Pagfarth. <laughs> <laughs> in um, some dialects, it's pronounced "pag fart." It's true. It's true. Uh, really depends on, on. Do you come from the, the north or the south? Right. Really it just like there's different dialects. Tell us yeah. what incentivized you to go into magic as a child. Do you really have to ask? <laughs> I wanted to be powerful. <laughs> I was tired of them calling me "pag fart." So um, I think that I think that's a, a great recap. So um, we join your characters once again. Um, in, in this very dark, um, uh, barely lit um, pawn shop, standing over the body of of um, uh, Rappi, who was the the pawn shop owner um, and the person who hired Nicholas, and there are apparently guards out the front of of the pawn shop who are um, calling you out and saying for you to calling for you to drop your weapons and, and come out with your hands up with the expectation that you have been the ones who have killed this pawn shop owner. Um, so my question for, for all of you, what do you do? I mean, I don't think Rolo would think of this, but someone should probably think of whether or not there's a, as a secret exit or some, some undetected exit we could take. Well, do you role play that? Because you might want to ask him to look. And maybe Nicholas. Grolo wouldn't do that, though. Grolo would be like, okay, here we go. Uh, okay. Hey, that sounds like they're threatening us. I will distract them while someone figures out a different way out of this. I think I should distract them. You shouldn't go out there. You look like someone they might want to kill. Yeah, Thrain, they don't like you here. Maybe I should talk to them. I think you should look innocent. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't done anything, so I look the way I look. Perfect. Okay. I could go to prison, and you could bust me out later. Um, everybody roll uh, perception checks. Twelve. Twelve. Eleven. 
Um, I'll say um, 11's not going to quite do it, but I think 12 can. Um, uh, Thrain, you can see uh, that Nicholas is uh, white as a sheet. Um, and he looks uh, just terrified uh, by the idea of getting caught by the guards. Um, and you can see him, like, like um, sort of trying to step back... Uh, and sort of, sort of a scared way where he's like stepping away from from the body and tr- trying to find a, an, an exit out of this place. Nicholas, why are you so afraid? The law people they usually are fair and they will listen to us. Why are you so afraid? Well, I don't know what uh, towns you come from, but oh man, I'm going to lose the Nicholas, <laughs> Nicholas Gerard <laughs> accent here. Um, what towns you come from? But here, there's. Uh, the guards are maybe not always so friendly, and they're definitely not going to be friendly to all of us. This does not look good from from our perspective or from theirs. Well, what about me? I, I've done nothing wrong. I, I, they like me. I can just talk this. I'm good at talking to people. Uh, Nicholas has like a long pause and says, all right, if no one else is going to say it, uh, look, I don't know that you can talk your way out of this kind of situation. Um, what does it look like from them? We're standing here literally over the body of, of uh, somebody who is a parishioner of the, the Church of Groomsh. Like, this does not look good. But we You're didn't kill him. symbols all over you. Um, and people have seen us around town. Um, they know that we came in just today. But they uh, should know we didn't kill him. They, how would they know that? Well, we didn't kill him. Sure. Groomsh has probably overtaken their minds we cannot trust them. They're, they could be influenced by evil. Too much is uncertain, and I just start looking for a wall to, like, break down with my hammer. Um, yeah, give me an investigation check. Uh, 18. That, that's, a, that's a good check. All right. Yeah. Um, you guys are not in a very nice part of town. Uh, the building here is um, basically butted up against a lot of other buildings that are all uh, right next door to them. There is probably a back door out of this place um, that leads to a back alley. Um, they're also... Probably the walls are not super well reinforced. Um, if you wanted to, with the right checks in the right spot, you might be able to um, bust your way through one of the walls and into the building next to you. Okay, does anyone else have a better idea? I think that's a great idea. I want to use um, Minor Illusion to make a sound outside that'll distract them for long enough for us to get out. The and then I, okay. and then I cast Silence um, right where we're going to bust through the wall. So you don't think I should walk outside? No, stick, stick with us. All right. You should make sure you stand in the silence. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Nicholas can't really do much to, to help in this circumstance, but he'll like kind of keep an eye out the out the front door. But um, he looks bitching in the guar outfit. He does. He does look super super good. He's still wearing his guar outfit. Sort of like a murderer, though. Yeah, it does kind <laughs> of look like a, maybe a little oh, bit no. of a murderer. A little bit too death metal, maybe. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I want to make my my minor illusion going to be a sound outside on the other side of them that says, um, "I killed him. See, I killed him, and you'll never catch me. I'm going to run this other direction." <laughs> Like, here I am, running running away from the scene of the crime. Yeah. Um, running down Main Street. Let me go. Uh, awesome. Uh, you dirty you, rat. <laughs> why don't you roll me a deception check? Never catch me, check. Uh, she, And uh, who's busting through the wall? You cast silence. And then I Are you also the one hammering hammer through the wall? You want me to help? I'll, I'll help you. Okay. Okay, both of you roll me strength checks. Um, the silence doesn't really... Cl- 
require a check, you just sort of make silence happen. Um, uh, which is, I imagine, kind of like a strange, sudden image, like like just dead silence as you're like hammering your way yeah. into this into this wall. Uh, so nineteen from you, and then thirteen. Uh, thirteen. Okay, those are pretty good. Twenty four on my deception Ooh. check. Ooh. Um, so it turns out um, there's no way for shoes. All the guards to know are this. from the twenties. <laughs> <laughs> All the guards are from the. <laughs> we're gonna come in there and we're gonna bust you. See. Um, uh, actually, it turns out that the voice that you did for this sinister figure is um, a common thief. Uh, who, who the the guards have been chasing after for years, um, and they know him only by his voice. That he that he um, always shouts stuff as he's as he's on his way out. But he's a cat burglar, so uh, they've never been able to catch him. So <laughs> just by coincidence. Man. Boys uh, in blue, uh, look at me. Called called the mustache. Mm, the mustache. Is, is <laughs> um, I'm going to write that that down. Uh, the uh, you 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 make the the sounds of this of this voice coming from from across the street, um, and Nicholas kind of kind of motions for you guys to like keep keep going like it's it's working. Um, the silence is a big enough area unless you purposefully wanted to avoid it. It's a big enough area to basically encompass all of you, so you also can't talk to each other. Right. Uh-huh. Um, uh, but it's uh, plenty of uh, time for the two uh, Thrain and. and um, and Grolo to start just hammering away at this wall. The walls are made out of like a, a mostly kind of soft plaster with some reinforcement in the middle of them. Um, but it comes down pretty quick with with the two of you hammering away at it. Um, and very shortly, you have hammered your way into the place next door. The place next door is a house. Um, <laughs> it is owned by, <laughs> by a small uh, halfling woman who is very old. Uh, she has a lot of tea cozies and cats uh, that are kind of around in the in the oh, house no. and decorations. Um, as you bust through the wall, uh, you... Um, silently, by the way. Silently. <laughs> per- perfectly silently, with no noise whatsoever, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. you knock over her china cabinet, uh, which comes collapsing to the ground, also perfectly silently. Oh, no. Um, and you can see that she is sitting in a chair facing away from you, um, petting one of, her, one of her cats. Some of the cats have totally freaked out uh, that you've busted through this wall, but but um, by the way, uh, I'm making running away. I, if you looked at my face right now, I'm I'm kind of like yelling something to Thrain. I hope it's oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't quite make it out. I'm just like I'm yelling. Is is do we see a back door that? Is behind her where she's or a door a way out that is not that she's looking at. There, there is there is a way out um, uh, that is um, it, it is not behind her. It's not. Uh, it's actually in the direction that she's looking. So you may need to distract her or do something do something to, to keep her attention away. Uh, so we know there's not a way out that she can't see. No, she's sort of you're coming in like in the back of her living room, uh, and the the way outs are are the direction she's facing. Okay. Um. You are still perfectly silent, though. Right. Uh, so I hand signal to. Uh, well, actually, well, I would say you can you you can't hear anything in the silence either. So you can see that she's talking to some of the cats that have like come gone, <laughs> gone scurrying away from you yeah. um, in this, um, and she's like gesturing towards them and like see, seeming to try to try to calm them down. But she hasn't gotten up from her chair yet. I cast thaumaturgy, which is an action that doesn't require any. Or it requires verbal. Does that mean I can't cast it in silence? That means that you cannot cast it in silence. Okay. Never mind. Um, you can step out of the silence and cast it, but but uh, then, then she you would say, hear me. say something. She would you, hear yeah, me, right? Yeah, yeah. 
um, I signal like help. <laughs> Adam, Adam, just you have to describe it. Adam, we're on an audio audio medium. I was uh, dragging my thumb across my neck, like, should we take her out? <laughs> of course, I was joking. We're not going to take this lady out. I might choke her out, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it, do we? Can I surmise that if we go out one of the exits that we see that the guards may not actually have visual? fields of that um yeah you're only a house down but um you it's far enough away that you think you can probably especially if you go out the back exit um that you will probably be avoiding a lot of the a lot of the guards it'll be sort of a, a uh, an alleyway down and you can probably avoid avoid them from that that position okay. i think i'm going to cast tasha's hideous laughter on this old lady um you could also just just to point out you you can totally do that um does that require a verbal component? Yes, but I, I would step out. Okay. Um, you can also go out the front so long as you don't look like yourselves is, a, is another option. Uh, uh, because basically they know what building you're in, right. but if you go out a, a different entrance, they won't think it's you if you look like somebody else. I think we would do better if we went out the door they can't see. Um, okay. So that's what you do? I'll, I'll cast Tasha's hideous laughter. All right. She is an old lady. Um, she, she's not gonna have a lot on her save. I'm gonna have her roll with disadvantage. Save is uh, thirteen. Oh yeah, she failed both. Awesome. Uh, so um, what joke do you tell with I'm just your, gonna or, say, or what I'm do you just say with peek-a-boo. your? It's classic. <laughs> just <laughs> jump, jump scare. Hey, just jump out and peekaboo yeah. her. Yeah. Um, amazing. Uh, all right, you you leap out and you say peekaboo, and um, the two of you can't hear this. You're still in the silence, but you you like watch as Shush like leaps out of the the <laughs> silence area, um, and then the the woman in the chair just starts laughing like crazy. And I don't mean that she's laughing uh, like a tremendous amount. She is laughing in a in a way that is really disturbing. Would you call <laughs> it hideous? It's it's pretty it's pretty it's kind of <laughs> horrific actually. Um, uh, she's like laughing and she's like like clutching her chest. Um, and she is uh, uh, like like slapping the the armchair oh of, the, of the flowery sofa she's sitting on. I'll motion um, my my finger like well, let's get out of here quick. <laughs> okay, I um <coughs> I take out fifteen gold and just put it on the table. Next to the <laughs> of course, an apology. Um, Refill the wa- that cat's water bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you ball, as yeah. you leave the the silenced area, you hear two things. The first is you hear the the hide- hideous laughter of this of this woman, which Shushu could hear ahead of time. But you can also hear the countdown of the guards from the from the outside of the of the building. Can, can uh, they hear me now? By the way. Uh, yes. They, okay. They, so, oh yeah. The, the so you people. should know I'm holding a cat, and uh, and I'm saying I'm hungry, Thrain. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the cat. We'll oh, get we'll get some food. Oh, fine. <laughs> so, Plus, do you see any spices? Um, <sighs> you can hear the guard uh, sort of shouting, and you can see he's speaking into like a stone. Um, from here, you can you can just make out through sort of um, uh, like curtains and blinds. Nobody seems to be looking in your direction, but he is speaking into a stone that seems to be making his voice much louder. Um, and he is saying, uh, two, one, all right, then we're coming in. Um, and you can kind of hear like he, he clearly was, was trying to um, uh, get you to come out from while you guys were all in, in a silence area. <laughs> uh, we bolt. Awesome. Uh, everybody, roll me um, stealth checks. Um, you can do so with advantage because you're 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 in a situation where you're you're clearly um, sixteen stealth. I'm doing really well. Okay. Modified twenty. And Nicholas did just fine. Fourteen. 
Oh, awesome. Those are those are great roles. Uh, um, the the four of you kind of bolt through the alleyway um, and it, uh, travel a long distance down, and it takes you a little while. We'll say um, five minutes. The the um, uh, force of of guards uh, probably make their way into the into the building and and quickly realize that you've escaped down this down this other route. Um, but it's well after you have. You've cleared away from from uh, that area. The city is dense enough that once you um, clear out of the alleyway, you wind up in in uh, denser populated streets and and can kind of mingle mingle into other places. But the question is, where do you go from here? Um, you're now at least wanted from the guards, um, and even if they don't know what you look like, there's a really solid chance that they will be able to figure that out by talking to other people about it. All right. Um, it's not like nobody saw you come into the pawn shop in the first place. Can we get some food? Yes. I'm really hungry. All right. So is there a market <laughs> nearby with food? Um, yeah. I'll, I'll say you guys are, are – it's getting towards the afternoon. I think it, it was maybe maybe early evening when, when we um, uh, had described before. Um, so uh, the market is still open. And you can totally like like get into there's a there's a market in this part of the town uh, that you can go to and they uh, have lots of people selling selling cooked foods and and things like that right on the street. Okay. Do they have fabric? Yeah. At the market. Uh yeah yeah. Do they sell clothes at the market? Yeah there's a there is a um a tailor at the market. Great. Um I don't know if I have we have time to get something custom tailored though that is tempting. Um I think I just need like a shawl or something to to look different like a yeah. Like so a something, something, something to to act as a disguise. A yeah, for quickness' sake, get four large cloaks or whatever, and then we will get the the food, and we will meet you over there by the alley behind the the garbage, you know, situation. Can we climb on the rooftops? Are there like uh, any, uh, any yeah. way to get to the rooftops? Yeah, the building the the city's um dense enough that the buildings are built up quite a bit, so they're usually um, three or four stories high for the for the smaller buildings, uh, but you can you can climb up there. Do they have like take drain pipes or something to climb up? Um, they have drain pipes. A few of them have like balconies and and things like that that you can that you can use and hop onto. It's not super easy to do, but it's totally possible for you to climb up under the under the roofs of the buildings. Okay, we can do that. Cool. We, I think we should meet in the alleyway, but then we'll okay to the roofs. Cool. Okay, um, what street food do Thrain and Grolo acquire? So, first off, I say, Drain, I think we should have fought those guards. We didn't do nothing wrong. We didn't do anything wrong, but understand that this town is under the spell of Groomsh, and we uh. cannot predict anything about them. In fact, I would suspect that they would f- have found anything they could have to trump up charges against us and actually execute us, potentially. My mall is feeling a little... Disappointed. Fine. Let's find some food. There will be a head for your mall, I'm sure, in the near future. I I can feel it in my bones. Thrain, do you know what I smell? What do you smell? Cooked cat? (laughs) No. Better. Spicy cooked cat? Leap pies. Oh. I think they must have leap pies here because of all the orc love. Oh. Um, Follow your nose. That is accurate. Um, in fact, uh, you find a um, sort of gruff, um, a gruff-looking uh, younger woman 
who is a half orc um who uh, 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 is uh making uh pies uh in like a little cart right off the right off the side of the market um and there's a bunch of signs that um it's just pictures of people's mouths that are open with fire coming out of their mouths <laughs> uh and uh and as you as you walk up and uh, she kind of turns to you and she says um you're not you're not going to try to um eat the pies are you uh I, I, if you're I eating lo- the pies, I want you to be prepared for the pies. I, I love lee pies. You love lee, lee pies? Yeah. Well, you've never had my lee pies. Oh well, I, I'm I'm I can't wait. What is your What is your name? My name. My name is y- y- pr- what? Uh, what pretty name? one? <laughs> Let's name her. Um, uh, I'm very Why don't you give me the first one? I'm very nervous in front of her. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, first letter. Yeah. Okay. C. R. U. T. T. Y. Crutty? <laughs> Crutty. <laughs> but her pies aren't. <laughs> she says, um, this is Cruddy's Pies. Uh, you can call me Cruddy. Cru- Hi, Cruddy. My name is Grollo. I start, I start going, Grollo and Cruddy. <laughs> Shut up, Drain. Uh, what, don't listen to him. What does your friend say? My friend? I'm looking for mutton. Is there any mutton nearby? Oh, I can make you uh, a pie with mutton. Okay, without any of the lee pie ingredients, just a mutton pie? Um, she kind of looks at you really strange, and she was in the middle of like literally pulling a goat up from behind her. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> how, about, how about just leg of goat? Uh, done. Uh, she pulls out like a huge hatchet, um, and uh, you watch as she as she just uh, cuts a leg off off the goat. She kills the goat uh, right in front of you, uh, and then cuts <gasps> a leg off the goat, um, and then expertly kind of dresses it and and uh, starts getting everything everything together. And she has like um, like a little pot um, that is uh, boiling ingredients to go in the pies, and she's like, "You just want goat." Uh, two l- large lee pies and two leg of goat. We we need something uh, mild for Shush. She probably wants some mild food. Uh, do we know out of character? We I don't, don't know. I don't think you do unless we don't know what you like. So, had talked about okay. it on the boat, so. so one lee pie, three legs of goat, and whatever soup that is that I see there. If you get another leg of goat, it's the whole goat. They <laughs> <laughs> uh, have four <laughs> legs. Uh, That's how many legs are on a goat. So ah. basically, you're saying uh, four for the price of three? No. Oh, <laughs> I, I want three. I want three leap pies. Why, by the way, why would I, I give you a free leg of the goat? <laughs> I, I want three leap pies because I, I feel like I could eat two right now, and I'm definitely going to have another one later. Uh, all right. Do you want the human lead pies? Hmm. Yeah, no, I want the I want the oracle pies. Um, she puts her hands down on the counter and she leans in close to you and she says, "Are you sure you want the oracle lead pies?" I am positive. Um, she shrugs and she says, "All right, your funeral." Um, and uh, <laughs> you see her adding a bunch of a bunch of ingredients and she she before long has has a couple of pies wow, all cruddy. set and ready for you. You're such a great cook. Um, she says, uh, "Do you mean that in, as an insult?" Uh, I don't think That's so. That's not sarcastic. No, no, no. I, I just, I, you look like a great cook. Oh, so now I look like a cook. I, I mean, like, 
Do you come here often? I'm here all the time. You're okay. trying to say that I don't I do not do this often enough I, for you? I think... Ha, the, what an insult. I, Ridiculous. I, I, Some people are totally unwilling to, to be a part of this. I, at, least, I, at least this gentleman over here is going to appreciate my, my totally bland uh, and, and barely cooked <laughs> goat legs. Drain, help me here. What do I say? <laughs> they like compliments. I, I, I hear you <laughs> like compliments. What? <laughs> now, now you think that you're just going to sweet talk me into some kind of discount? No deal, mister. I'm charging you for four pies. I, I will I will gladly pay for the pies. I just want to tell you you're doing a great job. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you do. Um, why don't you lead me a, a good review on the yeller over there? Uh, I, I will. I, I just don't. Un- I, I, I'm very happy to be your customer. Huh. I'm sure. Uh. This isn't going so well. Um, it, it appears that you have been defeated. <laughs> she, uh. she hands over the the pies uh, and the the um, uh, goat shank, uh, goat leg shanks, and um, she uh, charges you up for them. Um, it's um, we'll say five golden total for for all of that. Okay, um, your, your eyes are very real. Uh, your eyes seem really fake. How about that? Uh, I. I, they're my real eyes. Wow. Well, who would, who would even know? Well, you I, probably stole them from someone. I did not steal them. Why yeah. do you accuse me of these How things? How do I know that? You seem like you might be a thievy, thievy sort. No, we are rarely thieves. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I'm sure. A likely story. I just meant that your eyes go well with your hair. Oh, so now my eyes should be in my hair. Ah. What kind of grotesque creature would that be? Drain, ah. let's go. <laughs> Thank you. Come back again. <laughs> <laughs> she rolls. She rolls her eyes and gets back to cooking as you as you head out. Hey, girl, I think she liked you. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, you I, know, uh, I, from what when I've seen you flirt with other women half orcs before, I would say that went better than I, <laughs> I've, I've ever seen it. Better, better uh, than the usual. Okay, I, I did send some sparks. I I think after weed, I may come back unless the guards are around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Shush, are you going with uh, Nicholas as well, or was Nicholas in the in the other interaction? I'm not sure he would have said anything there anyway. Um, so. I, I yeah, I need to, I need to get something for for him also. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you go in and uh, find uh, just someone selling cloth is what. Sounds yeah, like I was literally going to get some cloth and then cut a hole in the middle of it and wear it like a poncho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, uh, you you come into a um, uh, it's actually like a little shop right off the side of the um, of the uh, market, um, and it's it is a tailor shop, but they clearly sell bolts of cloth and and uh, other materials for for making clothes. Um, and, uh, and there's a, um, we'll say a sort of, a portly, um, older gentleman who, who greets you as you come in and he says, um, uh, I'm going to say he's a, you know what? He's awful. Also a tiefling. Um, and he says, um, welcome, welcome. What can I, what can I get for you? I'm looking for some, um, some ponchos. A poncho? Yes, something, um... That's an odd fashion. Something discreet. <laughs> we don't get a lot of ponchos <laughs> coming in. Some coming discreet ponchos. For, for ponchos. Yes. Um, something, something to blend what, in. What size poncho are you? Um... Uh, one size fits all. <laughs> That's, um, I, 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 I don't sell enough ponchos everyone. to know what their what their sizing um, sizing a, scheme is. I need a poncho. Is. That's uh, how tall is Grolo? You like I, seven I would feet say tall? Very tall. Yeah. yeah then I would say I need a poncho that's like. Uh, I suppose I I need roughly 
ten feet of fabric long for a poncho. Oh, that's, that's for that's my quite friend. A big poncho, and then a few ponchos about half that size. Uh, all right, very well. Would you like this nice? I have a, a wonderful satin fabric. Are you planning on making this yourself, or would you like it custom tailored? I'd like you to ma- just cut, just give me a big rectangular piece of fabric with a hole in the middle. <laughs> oh, 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 I, 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 I never. Uh, so that's that is uh, against my code, sir. Um, unless it is, of course, uh, an additional price for, I will for that, tra- kind of, I, yes, that kind you of poor treatment me, of my wonderful fabric. You fabrics. may charge me for cutting the hole in the middle of all of the punches. He kind of rolls his eyes at, at you and uh, he clearly thinks a little less of you uh, for your taste and fashion. I want something that'll, that'll um, withstand the, the weather. Huh. A tarp then? <laughs> <laughs> something that, something like that's, you know, good in sun, good in rain. <laughs> Uh, um, I want a rain jacket. I think uh, he scoffs, and he's he's clearly like not afraid to to say what he thinks of, of all of this. Um, and uh, Nicholas um, kind of leans in close to you, and he says, um, "Listen, I, uh, I I think we may need to find uh, some other people to help us with this." I think if I I could cut a hole in the fabric. No, no, I don't, I don't mean the. I don't mean doing that. For the, this I pay this that guy. I, I'm I'm saying we we might need to contact some other some other people to to help us deal with this god situation. All right, you saying we shouldn't buy ponchos? No, I think the ponchos are a good idea. Plus, I could use something to keep the rain off of me when it's when it's uh, real really coming down. They said it was going to rain tomorrow. All right. Well, I think we should buy these ponchos and meet back in the alley. Right, right, right. Um, I, I, I hear they're getting some food. Um, the uh, um, the tailor selling the the material has has cut some general square bolts of cloth. Um, he, I, I said rectangle. Uh, yes. <laughs> Excuse me. He he rolls his eyes again, um, and uh, and he he does take out a measuring tape and he measures at least the two of you. Um, but he seems um, half hearted. In his in his measuring attempts, um, he he cuts you the cloth, and he's probably overcharging you, but he charges you three gold for for the lot, um, and uh, and he he sort of ushers you out of his shop as he doesn't want anybody seeing. I give him a, an extra gold for a tip, and I say we were never here. Um, he <laughs> says, "Huh, Jake, you're you're right. You won't. You weren't." Um, uh, as the the four of you all meet up in in the alleyway. Um, you find a good opportunity for being able to climb up the the side of this building. Um, this this particular building that you found has has a couple of um, bal- balconies and it has a rain pipe that you can that you can probably shimmy up. Um, plus, it's only three stories high, so um, it's a it's a good opportunity to sort of get out of the way. Um, everybody, roll me um, perception checks again. A uh, quick question: uh, mm-hmm. How much did I pay for the food? Uh, I paid for it. Oh, I, you paid for oh, it. Did okay. You? okay, thirteen. <clears throat> I also got a 13. Before we resolve, let's just take a break. What do you say? Perfect. All right, we're back from the break. Again, this is a demonstration of Dungeons & Dragons Therapy by GameToGrow.org. Go to GameToGrow.org to learn more. We are coming close to selling an actual product where you can actually buy called Critical Core. It's a box set, if you will, with Dungeons & Dragons rules that are adapted to the situation and a guide for how to use Dungeons & Dragons in a therapeutic education or parental setting, if you will. The adventures are uh, made by Adam and Adam perfectly to uh, make it a useful 
yet fun activity in the way that Adam is doing it right now. Because if you just go to play Dungeons and Dragons as it is, you don't necessarily know how to make it helpful for people. And so Critical Core uh, is a product that guides you in that. And also just going to gametogrow.org and uh, learning more about there. And you can also hire Adam and Adam as consultants to teach you how to do this sort of thing and um, at whatever capacity you can afford or that you're interested in. Any elaboration on that, Adam? No, that, that was all, that was all um, great. So what did we perceive? I got a 13. Um, so uh, while you were all walking around the market, um, you could see that there were clearly guards that were um, kind of walking around um, and talking to a lot of people. Um, you can see that they, they've definitely fanned out and they, they're um, uh, looking for, um, at the very least, some people who are, are suspicious. Um, a couple of the guards pass by, um, actually, Grolo and, and Thrain while you're, walk, while you're kind of walking away. Um, and they don't seem to notice you any more than, than anybody else. So it's clear they haven't gotten a description of, of what you look like just yet. Um, but uh, they're definitely questioning people and you can hear them. Having a conversation with somebody saying like, um, "You hear? You see anybody suspicious around here?" and and the person going like, "Everybody is suspicious." That doesn't mean anything. So um, clearly, like uh, they they haven't caught up to you yet. Uh, but as you get into the into the alleyway, um, you have got your ponchos. Um, the three of you, um, go ahead and roll me athletics checks. Um, everybody's going to be successful here, um, but it's just a question of how. Uh, clumsily or gracefully you climb up the, the thing. Nin- 19. Can I do acrobatics instead? <laughs> I, I'll let you do acrobatics. Uh, nine. <laughs> okay. 25. Um, those are spectacular. Um, Nicholas rolled a natural 20. Uh, so, uh, the, Why didn't you tell us you could do that? <laughs> wow. Nick rolled, Nicholas does like some, some uh, backflips. Did you also do a natural yeah. 20? Wow. Um, uh, Nicholas and Grolo. For a both, roll none of us needed. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> both are just incredibly um, athletic and dexterous um, and strong climbing up this, this um, pipe. Nicholas doesn't even use the pipe. He just hops from... From uh, balcony to balcony, Grolo, what what ridiculous way do you climb up this thing? With so I like I do this thing where I grab my uh, my maul and I like I, I grab the the handle and I stick it into the wall <laughs> and I like grab with both arms, pull myself up and like unstick it and stick it <laughs> in again doing and then pull again myself again. up in this. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it is the strangest way to climb you have ever seen and it works amazingly well. Grolo, Grolo pulls it yeah, off. So there's like a hole There's like several the holes yes. in the wall going right. up the side. Yeah. The Smash cut to someone sitting there having their porridge <laughs> and this pole comes through the wall. <laughs> they look up and they're like, huh? <laughs> um, you can you can hear somebody shout from within the house. I'm not even being that loud. <laughs> it's just loud porridge. Um, uh, yeah, you can climb your way up to the to the top of the thing. Uh, Thrain, you you make your way up pretty pretty reasonably well. Um, also, you're you're um, do a pretty good job shimming up this this drain pipe. Um, Shush, you. I, I think I was so impressed by Nick that I'm trying to do like a <laughs> jump across from one side to the other. Holding on. It's not nearly as graceful. <laughs> Three stories is really high. Um, coming. <laughs> eventually, all four of you make your way to the top of this um, building. 
Um, from here, you can see the market. Um, you can also see that um, the sun has gone down and the lights are being lit up in the in the streets below. Um, and you can hear the the hustle and bustle of of the crowds. But up here, you're just a little bit away from all of it. Um, finally, having like a little bit of um, uh, opportunity to relax and maybe gather your your um, thoughts and and things. We never clarified this, but I think Shush would probably pick the worst fabric colors for our <laughs> for our. Podcast. I was gonna I was gonna ask. What I think they're like like tablecloths, like red and white plaid. <laughs> <laughs> checkerboard tablecloths like they're they're um uh like, like they're not they're, they're not good for for Blending hiding in. they're like i like we had this aspiration that we're all like in a rock band so <laughs> yeah. i want to like have cool uniforms for us to be wearing so they're all the same color and they're all like red and white <laughs> you checkerboard. all look like you're wearing we're, we're the bell bib devoe of uh <laughs> yeah. of yes. yeah. um uh nicholas kind of gives got us you a, i got us all discreet Costumes, you guys. Costumes. Um, no one will know who we are. <laughs> Brilliant. I like it. It's got a hole in the middle. I got an extra big one for you. We got some food for you. All right. Uh, Here's a leg of goat. <coughs> uh, Shush is sort of looking over at this other. It's it's boiled and unflavored. <laughs> <laughs> looking over at that at the clearly uh, not boiled flavorless goat that. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm eating a leap pie. <laughs> Uh, Nicholas is eating some of the goat, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we never got him any food. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got, you got like three goat legs, right? Yeah. yeah. We didn't know what you'd like. We just or... got you the something bland, you know. Oh, all right. Um, Gorilla, I want you to roll me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Cruddy maybe was... Uh... Seven. Uh, so with a seven, uh, Cruddy was not lying. Uh, these pies are um, very, very spicy. Um, Grolo, you've you've got like snot running out of your nose and like tears coming out. Um, and as you as you cough, um, everybody else is getting like um, uh, like pepper sprayed uh, by your by your breath just coming off of this pie um, as making everybody else's eyes These are tear delicious. Up she wasn't kidding. <laughs> yeah, um, they're they're also um, frankly they're way better flavored than what you're used to. Uh-huh. Um, they're clearly made with like actual food ingredients and right. not just not just like dirty whatever grass. they found. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and bark. Um, so, um, it is, um, I don't know if it's better. It's not the same. Um, it's like if you, if you like get a Philly cheesesteak outside of Philadelphia, oh, okay. it's, you're like, well, this is good, but it's yeah. not a Philly cheesesteak. Um, so it's a little bit of that, that kind of experience. It's, it's still good, but it's right. not the same as like a home, right. uh, a home leap pie. Well, they don't remind me of home, but <laughs> it's, it's just great still. <laughs> she, she's awesome. Um, uh, Nicholas is crying, and he's he's moved away <laughs> from you to get to get some distance from the from the leap pie experience. I think Shush is eating the goat, kind of just like looking over longingly. <laughs> oh, Shush, you don't want any of this. I, 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 you know, I don't want to be ungrateful. I like this goat. It's I, I got an extra one. Do you want to try? I, I would. I warn you, it's really not. As spicy as I'm used to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll try the, the leap pie. Uh, yeah, give me a constitution saving throw with disadvantage. Oh, my first roll was a natural <laughs> 20. 
Oh, <laughs> that's a six. I'll give you a I'll twenty, you a, and then and then a, a disadvantage. A oh man, oh. I got a six. But <laughs> the reason that I gave you disadvantage. you have more snot coming out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, there's an ingredient in the leap pies that's, that's, um, aimed at, uh, the constitution of, um, of, of, an or- of orcs. Mm. Um, but, oh, actually, you know what? You're a tiefling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take them? away the disadvantage. Yeah. Um, specifically because this is about, um, uh, heat. Fire. Uh, and fire. Fire! Um, and I'll say that your tiefling background uh, um, really helps you to, to settle some of the fire. I would like one solitary tear to go down my cheek. <laughs> <laughs> as you're eating it, it's almost it's almost like a like a contest between the two of you. Um, as you're you're each eating these pies and like dare, <laughs> daring the other one to like wipe wipe a nose or or, or wipe a tear. Or... <laughs> you got tears on your face. It's... <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> it's so savory. <laughs> the flavors are so complex. I didn't know you liked this kind of food. I, I do. I've never had a lepie before. Uh, I grew up with lepies. These are a little this, different, but they're still lepies. What's what's in it? Well, you know, I I never bothered to ask, but it's like meat stuff and spice stuff. And Look like dirt, maybe? <laughs> Seems like picking a piece of... Dirt out of his mouth, out of his teeth. <laughs> she like, she like, like you watched her, like reach down on the ground and pick up some, <laughs> some dirt from the ground. That's the terroir. And, like, sprinkle it on top of the pie as the as the final dressing. <laughs> it's peppery. Mm. I, I, I'd say it is. It's quite good. You ate these as a kid. Yeah, this is this was a special treat. Oh, I I'd say it is. Well. You're welcome to have yours, and you owe me for for later. I owe you a lepi. Well, I was going to have one later, and now I, want, I can only have two right do you want now. Some and, goat leg. We've uh, got lots of goat I'll leg. I'll probably eat that too. Okay. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> as you uh, as you all sit down and you have like an opportunity to to sit and relax, um, you can see that um, uh, Nicholas has gotten uh, really quiet. Um, he's just been sort of uh, eating his his um, goat shank, and he's been uh, um, uh, deep in thought. I guess is maybe a good way to put it. Um, but he he hasn't spoken up very much. Um, but he speaks up suddenly with a yelp as um, he's sort of looking uh, past all. Th- I imagine you all kind of sitting and facing each other, sure. um, and uh, he's looking past you, and he drops his his shank. Um, and he says, uh, um, actually, before he s- gets a chance to say anything, um, you can hear footsteps coming from uh, behind you. Um, and you can see that there appears to be a um, half-elf oh. who is standing there um, right next to you, dressed in, in sort of dark brown uh, leather clothes. Um, and he's looking over all, all of you and he says... Um, well, isn't this a strange sight? Uh, all of the, um, what they're dubbing the pawn shop murderers, all gathered up in, into one place. Um, what are the chances of that? We did no such thing, sir. Um, who are you? Do recognize who this guy is? No, uh, but Nicholas seems to. Um, as he steps back, he says, um, uh, 
uh, Bodrick, oh, we uh, we uh, have nothing to do with the guild. This is not a, a guild business. And the the half elf in front of you says, "Oh, you made this guild business. Uh, I believe that that this was your doing from the beginning, Nicholas. And I think that it's time that you go and talk to the guild yourselves. Um, probably the rest of you too. I don't know where you've come from, but uh, you've certainly stepped in it now." What purpose would we have to talk to, to the guild at this point? Um, well, uh, my understanding is that the guard all have descriptions of you by this time uh, and are probably scouring the rest of the city for you. We hey, have, we, we, we did nothing. Um, <laughs> he, he looks at your, at your ponchos, which I'm kind of imagining is everybody wearing their ponchos yeah. while, yeah. They're, while they're eating <laughs> yeah. their meals. And he goes, yes, uh, great job with that. Thank you. I'm sure you'll fit in. Uh, I look forward to your next performance. Um, but uh, all things aside, I think the guards are probably going to track you down. At this point, you probably need our protection more than we're interested in getting answers from you. Hey, listen to me. We did nothing wrong. Who the hell are you? Um, he says, ah, my apologies. Uh, clearly, Nicholas has not keyed you into any of this. Um, <laughs> my name is Bodrick, and I am the current representative of this district for the Thieves Guild. Um, and he takes like a long bow, um, and he says, uh, you are in our district, and um, it looks like somebody was killed who was an affiliate of ours. Um, and Nicholas looks kind of surprised by that, and he says, Rappi was never an affiliate. He was always hiring people outside of the guild. And Bodrick kind of laughs, and he says, Oh, uh, you think that Bodrick was not an affiliate of the Thieves' Guild? You think that he was hiring people, scabs, outside the guild without our knowing? No. Bodrick has always been a member of the Thieves' Guild. We hired him... Not Bodrick. To, um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Rappi. Yeah. Uh, Rappi was always a member of, of the Thieves' Guild. We hired him to basically make sure that there's a market for scabs. We'd rather have them coming to our people and paying the taxes through them than uh, having them do it outside of our network. Um, yes. Rappi was always working with us, and since one of our members was killed, I think it's time that we find some answers as to what's going on. Absolutely. I, don't I think we can help each other, but I need some reassurance that you're not going to harm our Nicholas friend here. Um, he says, he kind of gives a long look over you and Nicholas, and he says, that's a tall order coming from a stranger from another land. Bigger things are afoot here in this town than some petty thing that Nicholas ever had done to you before. Um, he considers it for a long moment, and... Um, no, I'm actually not going to have you roll for this. Um, Kirk, describe for me uh, what kind of... Uh, um, I guess nonverbal is is uh, Thrain taken up in this in this thing. Is he like uh, standing and taking a strong stance? Is this no, casual? just like I did it? Eye contact? No, yeah. I'm not threatening. Just you know, I I'm standing over. Like I'm starting to get ready to punch. Um, he says. Uh, it looks like Nicholas owes quite a bit of money to the Thieves Guild for all the jobs that he's done, but. Um, Rappi was a friend of many people, and getting to the bottom of his murder is probably higher on our list than collecting some fees from him. I'm glad we see eye to eye on this. Um, I should let you know, I'm not the one in charge of all of this. That'll be up to, um, well, the council. But um, I will have my voice, and I'll give my input on on that level. Um, You'll at least have my backing that um, I will do my best to make sure no harm comes to your friend Nicholas. Hopefully this will be a um, good collaboration. Um, uh, He says, uh, well, uh, collaboration might be a good way to put it. At the very least, um, we intend to hire you for a job. Oh. 
Uh, and he um, escorts you uh, towards another part of the roof, and he says, um, I think we should better get underground uh, before any of the guards manage to start finding their way up into any of these directions. But, but we've we, got but we our have, disguises. Yeah, we have our disguises. We're okay. Um, uh, he sighs, and he says, you know, there actually is a music festival going on on the other side of town. Perfect. Uh, the, I sincerely doubt that any of you realize that but um uh, until we get to that side of town i'm not sure your disguises will be terribly useful over here. <laughs> she's driving me out of my mind miss her kiss her love her that girl is poison <laughs> constitution check <laughs> Um, uh, he leads you down a, um, a door that you previously definitely didn't, did not know was, was there. Um, and he passes through another person's resident, uh, um, residence and you can see them kind of wave to him as he, as he like passes through this basically trap door in their ceiling, uh, <laughs> and then down through their, through their living room, uh, and, and, uh, says, um, another, another bunch of them, Bodrick, and he goes, ah, just another, just, you know, usual business. Um, you have, you enjoy your supper there. Um, and he leaves you down and then finally um, gets to the base of the building and uh, opens up um, the rug underneath underneath you and then pulls open a, a hatch that seems to lead down into an underground part of the city. Literally underground. Um, he says, uh, if you want to get around in a city, you've got to have a good way to do it. Mm. Um, as he gestures for you to go down, he also does not seem armed in any way. Um, he seems to be wearing just plain and simple clothes. It's clear that he came here to talk to you, not to not to threaten you. Um, although maybe there's some veiled threats that are that are sort of inside of that. Um, but he gestures for you to go down, and and eventually you make your way down into the underground parts of the city. Um, you can see that there's somebody down there who is um, uh, a little bit bigger and and clearly well well armed, who kind of nods as you as you come through, since you're walking through with um, Bodrick, and uh, he leads you over to a very small rail car um, that is set up right right next to you. It's big enough for um, the uh, all of you to, to get into, and it's got some like benches that are that are set up. Um, and he he motions for you to come and sit, and he says, "I'm taking you directly to well, at least the council member who is currently um, currently operating and and the best person to talk to. Um, he'll inform you as to what's going on and and give you a chance to maybe explain your side of the story." Is this a magical rail car? Um, magical, no, uh, but it is on a slight incline. Um, and he pulls a lever, and the the rail car uh, starts moving very very slowly as it starts to to pick up speed, um, and the rail car sort of uh, goes down uh, the the long track that it's on. Uh, he says the rail car itself isn't magical, though we do use a little bit of magic to push them back up into position. Uh, but they have provided a particularly great way for being able to travel around the city. Uh, this actually was not built by us; it was built by the original people who um, inhabited the city and, and set it up for themselves. But most most people have forgotten about it by these times. Uh, there's not a lot of people who come down into here, except for the Thieves' Guild, of course, and the Assassin's Guild when they are um, uh, needing this kind of service. But the Thieves' Guild is the one who charges for everything. Um, as you can see, and he kind of eyes Nicholas, there are lots of benefits to being a part of the Thieves' Guild. Mm. Um, by Moradin's beard, we are in with strange bedfellows, Grolo. Oh, yeah, I'm sleepy, too. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
he travels a long, long way down into this deep area and finally pulls the lever hard and, and it grinds to a, to a halt um, as he comes off at a stop. And he says, um, one word of advice. Um, if you're going to talk to one of the council members, I would do so with um, more respect, perhaps, than, than uh, you've done so with me. Um, I, I'm... Uh, uh, able to shrug stuff stuff off pretty pretty reasonably well, but I would um, well just keep in mind that they have no problem uh, slitting your throats and leaving you in a ditch. We almost killed you. Um, Oops, shouldn't have said that. Uh, he <laughs> says, "Well, then I'm glad you didn't." Hmm, me too. Uh, uh, also, um, before I let you in, uh, which one of you is which? I know Nicholas, um, but uh, I only know a couple of names, and and that's all I have to go on. Uh, who is Grolo? Well, that's me. Oh, okay. Of and, course. And um, uh, who are the two of you? My name is Shush. You've probably heard of me. Uh, he actually, uh, his eyes go up, and he goes, You mean the busker? Yes. Um, Shush, weren't you driven out of town several years ago? <laughs> no, probably You're probably getting your stories mixed up. Um, if I remember shush, right, not shush. He's a different tiefling. Um, there was a story that was drifting around about a, a tiefling busker who who uh, was a, pay, a dues-paying member of of the musicians guild. Stories, but apparently got pushed out of town after he um, tried to work his way into a gambling ring. Yes, that's um, in the... order to buddy up to some of the higher members of the guild. You know they the didn't story take too really kindly well. To it. <laughs> So I'm famous, is what you're saying. I mean, he he is not me. He he. Shush, I'm sure he's talking about you. He might uh, be. We've learned a lot about you today. Spicy food, gambling, criminal history. This is interesting. Um, well, the way I heard it, um, he didn't actually get pushed out of town for the gambling, but he got pushed out of town because he wouldn't leave the head of the musicians guild alone. For what? That's all part of the story. Um, I've heard several different versions, one of which was just that he insisted on playing in the gambling ring even when there was already a band that had been hired for it. Oh. These are funny stories. <laughs> <laughs> well, we learned so much about yes. you. I love it. Let's, well, anyway, this is Thrain. Ah, right. He's very well known also. Um, I don't know of you at all. I'm sorry. I'm from <laughs> Featheredale, which is far to the north. Oh. Um, that is quite a long ways. Well, uh, either way, um, have a good time. Don't get killed. Uh, perhaps I'll see you around sometime. Uh, and he motions for you to, to enter into this doorway. So just to paint a picture, you guys are in sort of, um, what looks to be best described as like an underground, uh, like subway tunnel. Um, it seems very well built. It's actually reasonably clean, um, and it's definitely well lit. Uh, is it lit dwarven made at all? Um, you know, it does have uh, it does have some some telltale signs of of dwarven construction. Probably the reason that it's held up so long. Um, a lot of these things uh, get abandoned. This was probably used as a way to travel supplies from place to place a long time ago when they were doing a lot more construction in the city. Um, but now that uh, a lot of the construction has gone up rather than out, they probably use this. Uh, lost track of this at some point in time. Uh, but it's clear that um, some of the stuff, especially the, the carts themselves, seem to have um, a, uh, a hint of dwarven design to them that, that you would definitely recognize, Thrain. Mm -hmm. As you open up the door... Oh, mine. <laughs> it is <laughs> mine. Um, 
the uh, as you open up the door, you um, find your way into a very nice looking office um, that's uh, reasonably well lit. It's got very very nice furniture, um, and there is a woman who is sitting at a small table who seems to be um, writing several things several things down um, as she's sitting at the table, and she motions for you to to come and sit. Um, and she says, um, "Let's see, I haven't, I haven't figured out what accent to give her. I think I'll, I'll, um, I think I'll just give her a, a um, no accent." She says, "Hello and welcome. Uh, you must be Thrain, Grolo, Shush, and Nicholas, if I have it right." Correct. Yes. Not in that order, but yeah. Very well. Um, have a seat. Um, I would like to hear what brings you into our town. Well, we were accusing unfairly of, of uh, murder that we were there. And we It looks bad. We, we were there, and, but we didn't kill the person. Um, she takes a deep breath, and uh, she seems to be writing something. Everybody roll me perception checks. 13. 19. Lots of stuff. Uh, 20. Uh, those are all pretty good. Thrain, you don't ca- quite catch this. Um, uh, maybe you're more preoccupied with her or the rest of the setting. Uh, Shush and Grolo, both of you can see what she's writing are death certificates. Oh. Um, she is forging death certificates, and she is writing your names into the death certificates. Um, and uh, she seems to be doing a pretty good job with it. She's clearly like um, uh, done this before. Uh, and she is is um, filling out. She's even doing like the filigree around the the certificate and everything, hey, what, what, um, and what? forging the certificate. The you signature can't read the though, Berta. You can't read. Girl. What are you? Yeah, it doesn't. I guess. I guess um, you can see that she's writing stuff. You have no idea. But I've what seen it says. a death certificate before. Um, where would where would Grolo have seen a death certificate? Before? Like, aren't they common? In like, doesn't everyone get a death certificate? Um. There might be a symbol. As I would a, say, yeah, like, I'll say the, like there's like a symbol or like, like a, a, a clear. I a recognize clear my name, and like this thing looks like deathly. So I'm sure. like, hey, what, what, what are you doing there? Um, she says, I'm taking care of your guard problem right now. Uh, Do we get all to of you pick a new name? Um, no, you're dead. But you still have your same name. You're just or we dead. Get new identities though. Oh um, no, we will we will hand you some new um, identifier cards if that's what you're asking about. Yes. Um, well, do you unless, have a preference, Shush? Unless you prefer just to do mining backwards. Just a work in progress. I'll, I'll get back to the drawing board. About uh, she says, unless you prefer to be be dead, which we can, would be happy to arrange. Are you being literal? Um, she does not smile or give you anything to go on. I'm going to smile extra big. <laughs> um, she says, I know that the four of you did not kill Rappi. And more specifically, I think that there is something bigger going on here. And um, you clearly are involved in something with it. So what I would like from you is the truth about what brought you to this city. We came to this city because we're investigating a uh, situation involving groups that has led us down a path to this city and also to Lord Blancmere of the archaeology department in town. Um, she gives you like a, a long, hard look, Thrain, and she says, this isn't a religion's war, is it? 
for me, no. Normally, it, that this isn't a problem. But I'm not enthusiastic about Groomsh having tricked all the townspeople into. Th- I mean, how, how do you, how does the thieves guild feel about Groomsh? The thieves guild doesn't take a particularly strong position one way or the other on any of the churches in the in the city. Well, I'll take that over the townspeople up above. Um, I suppose that's fair, especially given your clear position. Um, you, you can't, she can't see any of your symbols cause you're wearing your poncho. Uh, but she clearly has made some <laughs> assumptions worked. or has some, some inside knowledge about, uh, about, uh, you being a representative of Morden. And she says, um, it seems to me that this may tie nicely into some problems that we have as well. Um, I don't have any strong positions for or against Grimsh. Um, my understanding of Grimsh is that it seems like a fine church to worship, as well as any any of them, at least. Um, however, some of our people have been going missing, and we've found some evidence to link back to some of the um, orc worshippers in the area. Perhaps they're being sacrificed at the temple on the statue. Uh, her eyes go up with that, and she says sacrificed in an open courtyard in my city in the at night they are i am guessing doing clandestine sacrifices of something and groomsh is the evil of all evils so i would not put it past them to be sacrificing actual townspeople it's true i i've seen orc sacrifice before a lot it's ugly and painful um, in fact, uh, you, you saying sacrifice is the only thing that's gotten her to stop writing so far. Um, and she, she sort of stares all of you down, uh, and she, her eyes kind of settle on, um, on Grolo. And she says, are you not a worshiper of Grumsh? No. Hmm. You said Lord Blancmere is tied up in this somehow. Yes. He has been a thorn in our side for some time. Um, How so? I would not mind him being not around anymore how is he he has the ear to the king and the king obviously is not too happy about some of our services that we offer is someone influencing the king is it lord blancmere or is it someone else oh well lord blancmere certainly has uh, a large portion of the king's time um he goes to most of the fancy dinners with him most of the the stately affairs although lord blancmere also travels significantly outside of the city um, especially more recently, he's he's been um, traveling for uh, many different occasions, usually a, a couple of days at a time, and then comes back. I uh, mean, not really. I what they were saying was making sense in the temple, but Drain here says that maybe I shouldn't listen to this because they they're deceiving me. But they were making some good points. How many times has Lord has? The God Moradin saved you through through my preaching and through my actions, Grolo. This is Morad, true. Moradin is good. Grolo is evil in this. The this town. is why I'm mostly on Thrain's side here. Um, what was the question again? She she nods and she says, "I didn't ask a question, uh, but thank you so much, Grolo, for your insights. Um, I think we may have an opportunity to help each other here. Um, you're after something, and I think I can benefit from helping you get to it. Uh, the Thieves Guild will." help you along your way. Um, We happen to have somebody here who may help point you in the right direction. Uh, She stands up and she um, uh, blows a bit on the the death certificates and she says, "Um, from this point forward, all four of you have died. Uh, You were killed, very unfortunately, in a terrible accident. Um, 
an explosion, unfortunately. But, but, but what are you talking about? It means that your bodies will not be very easily recognizable, but Wait. luckily, um, the medical examiner who looks you over, the priest, uh, will assure the guards that they have the Wait, right people. These are lies! Um, we uh, are not dead! She, she says, boy, Grolo is quick, isn't he? I am very fast, but that's not the point. We are, in fact, we are alive because I am fast. Um, you are alive because I have deemed it to be useful to us. Let that be very clear here. You have operated without our permission in our area, um, and you've come into our city, especially you, Nicholas, without paying a visit and an homage to our guild operations. So I think it's wise for you to remember that right now you are in the lion's den, Grolo. I, okay, I have no problem with lions. I can handle a lion just fine. I am telling you, we're not dead. It sounds like you agree. You're saying we're alive, so we agree. Um, she rolls her eyes and she looks at she looks at Thrain and Shush and she says, um, "You'll keep him in line, right?" We always do. Whatever. Um, <laughs> in that case, um, I think it's time you talk to our prisoner. Um, and she stands up from the table and she, she sets the, the, she actually brings the death certificates with her. Um, and she steps out the, the door. Um, and there's somebody who's standing on the other side of the door, a different person. And she hands the death certificates to them and says, um, make sure that all of them, um, have been killed properly. Um, and, uh, and then gestures for them to, to go away. And she walks you a short distance down and she says, um, we don't like people operating in our city without being a part of the, the guild membership. We have a strict and um, very welcoming relationship with the Assassin's Guild. Uh, they take jobs and they report all of those jobs to us. Um, thieving is one thing. Killing people on our turf without, without having permission to do so, that's a whole nother thing. We caught somebody that I thought might be of interest to you. Someone who... Not the woman. Um, somebody who was after, after, well, some people of your description and may have mistaken some other people for you um she says uh yes uh, a woman you've met her before i think so she's treacherous she's dangerous not cruddy not cruddy <laughs> oh good I, I still have my heart set on cruddy um, i think she's in league with lord blancmere and who whomever else is involved in this uh she says well that's more information than we've been able to get out of her um, if you have the opportunity to get some info from her, it could be quite useful to us, um, as well as, it sounds like, maybe useful on your own quest. She turns, turns a, a right down a long hallway and then eventually comes, comes to a door um, and uh, turns to open the door and she says, We are not guards. We have no rules here. Do whatever you need to do. But get the information you need, solve your problems, and get out of my city. Um, and she, she opens the door and then finally says, um, if you need anything, you can talk to Broderick. He will be your point of contact. Um, and she, uh, walks away. Thank you. I didn't catch your name. Uh, she says, no, you didn't. Uh, thank you. No, you no, miss. No, you didn't continues. She doesn't even turn around when she says it. She just, she just continues to to walk away from you. So what was her name? No, you didn't. (laughs) That's a weird name. <laughs> I, th- I think it's southern. Name. I think it's southern. It's, oh. it's, yeah, they have a, a bunch of strange naming traditions down yeah. there. So we need to ask this lady some questions. Her sister is yes, you did. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm in a quandary. 
This is we think this is the lady who we tried married. to kill us and her we killed her brother. Right. But you're in a quandary because you don't feel the thieves stuff is very immoral. But well, her, I can't torture someone. Right. Didn't her brother die because he had a self choking yep. necklace or something yep. like yeah. that? So somebody else killed him. Right. We didn't yeah. kill him. Right. True. Um, that, that just means that there's a trail of breadcrumbs going somewhere else, and she might know where that bread. The but she might not be. So your point is like, okay, all right, here we go. So, are we sure we can trust these people? I don't think we have a choice, Grillo, and they've been trustworthy thus far, and they've solved our problem with the guards and, and the murder of Rappi. Well, what are we supposed to do, torture this woman? Oh, I have Zone of Truth. Oh, that sounds better. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. We won't have to torture her, then. That sounds good. <laughs> um, this is a good opportunity for me as a dungeon master to um, offer a couple of tools for us as, as a table. Um, so sometimes in our in our groups, uh, things come up where players want to do things that are in the game that we are not necessarily comfortable having at our table. Um, those are things like torture or um, sometimes uh, sex things come up and we say that's that's not appropriate for the setting that, that we have here um, or other players might be really uncomfortable by that. So there's a couple of tools that we like to use in our groups for for this kind of interaction. So one of them is called um, a fade to uh, fade to black. Um, so a fade to black is something that anybody can mm. call out at any point in time. If we're ever in the middle of a scene and it's either becoming emotionally overwhelming or it's becoming a scene that is that is a um, just a, a scene you don't want to to have to play out, um, anybody can call a fade to black. And a fade to black means just like in a movie, um, maybe the things happen. But we skip over that. We don't watch that scene. Uh, so this could be a, a torture scene. Maybe you really do need to get information. Maybe the, the person you're torturing is a really bad person. Uh, whatever the case may be, that's the choice the players have made. But somebody at the table is not comfortable with playing that whole scene out. Or like when Quentin Tarantino has the camera on the police officer and Mr. Yellow or Orange is walking up and the camera... He's about to cut off the guy's ear, and the, the camera goes up to the ceiling. Remember that? In yep. Res- Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> right. And, and fade to ceiling. <laughs> fade to ceiling. <laughs> yeah. So, is so does a- that happen in your groups where a player will say, fade to black? Why would they do that? It, it depends on the group. Usually this is a tool that we end up giving to some of our older kids' groups. Um, especially teenagers get want to have more opportunity to really explore, to really deal with things like moral conundrums, as, as you guys are now having to deal with through your characters, to decide what's important to my character, what lines is my character willing to walk, where are they willing to go, um, and where are they not willing to go. And Part of playing with those is about self-identity. It's about um, the exploration of, of what you find is important. And um, that can totally come up in, in some of our older kids' groups. Uh, we actually had a campaign where um, the group was dealing with genocide um, and trying to deal with uh, um, a, a powerful weapon they, they might give to a faction of people that could cause the genocide of an entire group of people. And they had to decide where what they thought was important and whether or not this was something that they wanted to allow to have happen. And when did the fade to black come in? Um, fade to black comes in when, uh, when we're getting into the nitty gritty description parts. And so in this case, it was, it was a torture scene uh, where um, I called the fade to black as the dungeon master um, because it was getting to a place where I was like, I don't think this is going to be helpful for our players at the table. And I can see some other players 
becoming more uncomfortable um, in in what we're getting to. So um, I want to call a fade to black. I want to I want to say, cool, you um, torture that guy. Here's the information that you get, and now we're on the other side of that. Because uh, in the moment, as a dungeon master, you're like, well, there's no logical way to steer around this plot point mm-hmm. when you might have tried earlier or something and uh like in this instance if neither one of us had zone of truth or something then that would that and we're seemingly heading in that direction like well we need the information and there's no way there's no other way around it and we we if we can't think of anything else there's right. always another way right but right we, this is the uh if we can't think of anything we could we could like Thrain walks in closing the door behind him fade to black like it's very cinematic, right? Yeah. So then the, the right. fade, fade back in to, uh, sitting around a table while Thorin has sort of like an ashen look on his face, and he just yeah, that's that's yeah. great. Um, I'm guessing that would really help. It's the, the Princess Leia torture device. Yeah, and the door shuts right before you. See uh, it. You know, you always wanted to know what because what happened? Well, it looked like there was a syringe. Yeah, she so got looks, injected, but that was it, right? It but was, it didn't work. Yeah. It was an orb of truth. Um, so I could see that really being helpful for facilitators who are like, oh, my God, where are we headed right now? And 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 or players. But ha- yeah. have players ever called that? Like, when would a player call it? Um, players usually call it in, in reference to um, other things. This is especially good to have as a tool for a group of players that have experienced some level of trauma. Um, where you don't necessarily know where their trauma is going to um, uh, be a part of the game that's happening. Um, this is just a, a general thing that happens as a practitioner working with trauma is is um, you may be exploring something that, that that seems unrelated to the trauma and find that it, that it comes back around. Um, and that's that's a, a tool more for for the players to be able to say, I'm not ready to share this yet, or I'm not ready to ex- have experience for this for this yet, and I can I can. Um, take this as a moment to to step away or to remove myself so you've had a player do fade to black and you don't necessarily even know why they're doing it um yeah and usually that would be like a conversation we would have with them afterwards um to say great right now we're just going to respect that boundary but later on we can we can touch base and and see what was what was happening for them in that moment or what was uh going on for them so that we can come back uh, not necessarily in the game, but but um, make sure that we're supporting them uh, well, or or avoiding those those um, situations in the in the future if that's going to be an overwhelming yeah, experience. Yeah, that's really it's, great. It's an empowerment tool. Yeah. So we we give it out before we even get to the point. We don't we don't get into a place where it's it's weird, and then we say, "Does anybody want to feed to black?" Yeah, right. yeah. we just give it out early. That's like what what they sometimes call a session zero before we start playing. You say, here's a, here's a tool that anybody can use. It's called fade to black. If anything ever happens, right. you can say fade to black, and we'll move on to the next scene. Great. So it's just a, a tool. Which yeah. is why I'm also stopping at this point. Um, for the purposes of the podcast, I don't think we're going to get into any deep torture descriptions. <laughs> That's probably not going to happen, and I will I will make sure that that doesn't happen as a, as a dungeon right. master for this game. But um, uh, the opportunity and the, the richness of the world sometimes requires that you have the opportunity to, to make choices, and choices should be on the table and available for you as players. Yeah. So... Um, with that being said, um, all of you open up the door and you're, you can see into a um, sort of dank, um, dimly lit cell. Um, it's uh, for, for, to give you an image of it, it's, it's mostly um, metal. It looks a lot like an interrogation room. There's a table in the middle of the room um, and you can see um, 
handcuffed um, with her with her arms behind her back is the half orc that tried to kill you in the alleyway in the previous in the previous time. Right. Um, and she sees the the four of you walk in, um, and she has a great big smile that shows up on her face and then fades quickly um, as she realizes that she is not in a good position um, at this time. And f- the four of you walking in is probably not good for her. Um, and she doesn't say anything as you kind of come in and, and sit at the table. Um I, we haven't made a plan or anything, but I'm going to give... Uh, oh, yeah. Did you guys... I, I, I took this away from you. Did you want to have a conversation before you came in? Well, we we, kept, uh, we kind of did in that we were like... Thrain and I were like, uh, we're not going to torture her. And then Shush was like, well, I, I can just use the truth thing. That's true. <laughs> but I think we should good cop, bad cop this lady. Okay. You're the good cop. Okay. You're the, you're the good guy. <laughs> okay. we, could, we could do the bad cop thing. Okay. Great. Cool. Where, where do I come in? Oh, I forgot you're there. Sorry. Um, you are the Guar cop. The Guar cop. Okay. All right. So uh, I'm a bad cop. Yes. Okay. So do I? Mostly you stay silent. Oh, all right. Um, perfect. I, I will. Uh, look I will... menacing. Oh, I got a good menacing look. I'll do this with like my eyes. I'll get all, like real, real like uh, squinty, and then I'll. I'll, uh, I'll... Could I growl every once in a while or something like that? Grit your teeth. Grip my teeth, like put them, like like this behind <laughs> your behind, mouth. Keep your mouth closed, but grit your teeth behind your it lips. It looks like you're in pain. Yeah, yeah. If, am I expressing? You look like you just ate a lemon. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like want a, a lee pie <laughs> <laughs> to help wash the lemon taste out of my mouth? <laughs> Do you have any lee pies left? Ah, uh, I ate both of mine, and you ate my other one. So uh, well, no. Now I, well, now I have a, an excuse to meet your girlfriend. Again. Oh, I, I was, can go talk to Cruddy. She makes the best lee pies this side of the. Of the north. Yeah. I was thinking that would be like a, a non-torturous but really unpleasant thing. People tend to like, you know, let their guard oh, down when they're yes. eating too many spicy food. They like just like hot ones. We yeah. About. Yeah. Um, that would have been useful. <laughs> um, I, we'll go in. We've decided. But Bad she's cop. a Nork, isn't she? She is. Oh, so she would have yeah, loved that right. maybe. Yeah, that'd have been, that'd have been, maybe that's a good cop thing yeah. to have offered. That. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll go in and I'll take my dagger out and I'll stab it into the table and not say anything. Um, okay. She kind of she kind of watches you with the with the dagger and you, you stab in, it in I the table. Be intimidating. Um, give Wait. me an intimidation check. Uh, Eighteen. Um, all right. She she doesn't she doesn't um, say much. Uh, her eyes don't go wide or anything like that, but she also doesn't like speak up or, or smirk at you or anything like that. When I when I, I stab the dagger into the table and I stand up and put my hands behind my back and sort of like pace back and forth. Oh, all right. Okay. We meet again. She says, "Not oh, I, did I give her an accent before? Um, let's go with uh, not the circumstances that I thought we would meet in. That's for sure." Well, you don't have much of a choice now. You're in our turf and our terms. Um, she looks around the room and she says, "Your turf, huh? We're working with the thieves' guild." Listen, Shush and I here are bad cops, okay? <laughs> so we're here, and you're gonna respect us. Um, she says. She she looks over the two of you, and she she looks back at Thrain, and she says, "Does that make you the good cop? How, how did you know?" <laughs> we need to figure out a way that. Uh, we can save this town, and I'm guessing that you don't care to do such a thing. Before Thrain finishes, I'm going to grab her by the by the collar. Go, who do you work for? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, she, she she looks kind of shaken and surprised as you you grab her by the collar and she and then says, I'm gonna let go and then I'm gonna pace again." And she says, "I don't intend to tell you anything, and I have no interest in saving this time." I grab her and I do the same exact thing. Who do you work for? <laughs> she, she seems a little less surprised this time. <laughs> um, uh, but what she are, did, what are she you interested? inconvenienced by? <laughs> what are you interested in? Uh, she says, "I'm interested in getting out of here and maybe killing the four of you." Well, the first part, maybe we can do something if you uh, tell us what's going on. You or we could just let you die here. Which they wanted is, to kill you. Th- there's a table, right? You put it, your knife on a table. Yeah. Okay. When she says kill, and when when these guys are talking, I just grab my maul and I'm in mid swing to swing it down on the table. Um, you're just holding it up. No, no, like I, I'm swinging. It's gonna come down on the table in like half a second. Oh, okay. As as they're <laughs> saying the stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna um, let it happen. I'm not gonna stop you. This is great. The table shatters to splinters. <laughs> it's my dagger um, flying across the room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't hit anybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it goes um, into Nicholas's head. <laughs> <laughs> You've killed Nicholas. <laughs> oh. End of the camp. I like that. <laughs> um, she uh, she falls backwards. She's strapped to a chair, uh, so she like like um, uh, catapults backwards as you sm- smash the table, and she she cries out as you as she hits the floor. I go um, up to her. I say, "Look, Grolo's serious, and the next thing that that thing hits is going to be your head if you don't cooperate with us. This is going to happen one way or the other." She says, "Maybe you don't understand the situation that you're in." Well, tell us. Um, this is not an option for me. Failure is not an option. I walk out of here and I'm killed. I stay here and I'm killed. My circumstances don't get tremendously better if I have not killed the four of you. Why? We are already dead, aren't we? She was saying we're dead. We are actually already dead. Why, though? Um, she she kind of looks, looks at you and she says, you don't look very dead. That's what I was saying. Um, <laughs> because my clan for lack of a better word for your language hired me to come and kill you why uh she takes a deep breath and she kind of um clams up a little bit is she you wearing think she, a she death needs necklace? some more some more stuff uh she is um i want to take who, that thing off of her what was that she's wearing the necklace, necklace that's gonna kill oh, her right, 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 right. so we got to take that necklace off of her. yeah yeah I am guessing. Do you just do you just reach over and and try to take yeah. it off? Um, give me a uh, um, dexterity saving throw. Critical fail. Oh, so nice to both, have known you. <laughs> both her head and your fingers. <laughs> those are my. I need those um, fingers. Shush, uh, you and uh, the orc who has not, I guess, has not introduced herself, her name, but um, both of you take um, 12 damage. Oh, as, the, as you try to take it off, um, it um, shocks the both of you. Uh, um, uh, and she actually says no before you try to, before you, you like grab at it and then start taking it off. And she says no, no trying to stop you. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, but it basically just electrocutes, electrocutes the both of you as you, as you try to take it off. However, um, I will say, um, you, you don't think it's, it didn't provide any resistance to you taking it off. It just shocked you when you, when you tried to do it. So you don't think it's like not removable. It just hurts you when you try to remove it. Well, then I try. Uh, let me try. 
Um, uh, Thrain, roll me a, a, a medicine check. I think you should go into a rage first. A uh, medicine check? Yeah. Uh, ten? Nine? Um, uh, okay. Um, you, you can tell that, that, um, Shush was pretty badly hurt by it, and you can tell that, that, uh, the orc was badly hurt by it. Do you want to try also? Yeah. Roll me a, a, a dexterity saving throw. Oh, actually, um, it was dexterity for you because you had to avoid kind of letting go of it. As um, he, as for he Rolo, a, um, I want you to roll me constitution. I like where he's going with this. I cast bless on him just before he does. Actually, <laughs> I cast, I cast bless on the, on, on all of us. Okay, and which one was it? Plus four. Okay, 17. Um, as you uh, reach down, I'll give her a chance to save. As you reach down and grab for it, uh, she sa- she's sort of recovering and, and breathing heavy from, from the last, from Shush trying to pull it off. And she says, um, no, you idiot, what are you? And then uh, you, <laughs> you reach down and, and start yanking at it. Um, both of you are going to take a whole lot of damage. Oh. Did he miss his save? Uh, no, he succeeded his save. Oh, so okay. you're going to take half damage okay. um, from from all of this. Uh, but you're basically muscling through all of the the right. like experience to, to <laughs> yank it yank it off off the top of her. This head. is like a dog collar. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a shock collar, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's see. She takes another um, fifteen damage. Grolo, you're going to take half that, so seven damage seven for you. Damage. Okay. Not so bad. Did he get it off? Uh, yes, um, uh, nice. but you you were successful. Um, uh, um, roll me another medicine check. Thirteen. Um, she is passed out. I'll. I'll. Um, and you think she is close to dying? Well, I'm the bad cop. You're the good cop. Yeah, I got that. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you work for? <laughs> I cast cure wounds on her and heal her for. Uh, nine hit points. Um, awesome. Uh, it's enough to, to wake her back up. Um, she's still got some burns on her, and she's still maybe not in great in great shape. Um, it, is, by the way, is the color destroyed, or does it look like something I can ha- hold on to? Um, it is something you can hold on to. Right. Um, is it for, still just like shocking because it's off of it? No. Now that it's sort of like been been removed from from her neck and kind of over the top of her head, um, it is no longer shocking. Um, and uh, it still is the symbol of of uh, Groomsh on the on the pendant of the collar, um, but you can tell that it is um, uh, uh, not not affecting her anymore, um, but probably still magical. Okay. So someone needs to take this necklace out of the room because it might have the ability to hear what we're talking about. I don't know. Well, that's smart. Can we just should we destroy it or should we? Because we, we we carry it around. They're gonna be able to hear we us. Give it to the thieves guild. We give it. Figure. Give it to the guard. But it's so pretty. Uh, it's dangerous. All right. So I walk out and I give it to the guard. Is the guard like just outside? Yeah. Uh, he he doesn't know what you're handing him, but he's, Here, he takes it. This is a dangerous truth caller. Uh, he he shrugs. Uh, okay. Give it to someone. Uh, he, he he goes to try to put it on his. Don't head. put it on your head. <laughs> oh, okay. It's dangerous. <laughs> Do I see this interaction? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You really met your match, Grillo. <laughs> Give that to one of your, you know, your arcane people. They will know what to do with it. Uh, the the guard outside sort of sort of uh, <laughs> um, uh, puts his eyebrows down. And goes, oh, oh, okay. Do not put it on. It will hurt you. Uh, he, he shakes his head as he's like holding it up. It's going to kill you. 
<laughs> down, boy, down. <laughs> uh, he, he puts it in, in his pocket. <laughs> so I go back to, uh, and I say, okay, so now you can tell us the truth, right? Um, she says, the collar uh, kills me if I tell you anything, yes. But the opportunity for the orc tribes is still too good here. Um, Those days will come to an end. Moradin will see to that. You know that, don't you? uh, She says, uh, Moradin's never been able to stand up well to the orcs. Uh, You should know better than that, dwarf. Uh, Don't you know that the orcs have have existed for uh, such a long time because of our ability to stand up against Moradin's attempts to drive us back? Dwarves have always driven the, the orcs back, sent them out into the fields, and has lived in glory the dwarves kings and queens and gems and mines and uh, out in the open the orcs have been relegated to the the forests and the fields they're they're uh, scum no offense Grola. relegated right. to lands that should have been ours in the first place um, far away from good civilized people. Groomsh was robbed from the opportunity to put the orcs in a place where they could call their own. Is that what this is about? Farm. Of course that's what this is about. Revenge? Hasn't it always been about it? Revenge? And why do the dwarves always attack the orcs then? Because the orcs attack the dwarves. Always first, always treacherous, you're, always in the night. You're talking about a war that lasts so long because it's only a war for war purposes. The orcs have been here trying to take back what it was should have been rightfully theirs. An opportunity to be out in the world, to have our space. Um, and now we shall have it. This city is ripe for the By taking. sacrificing innocent people on a statue in front of the temple? Um, she She pauses a long moment and says... By doing whatever is necessary. Hmm. Typical I, orcs. Can I sort of like secretly cast his own truth? Um, he, you can secretly cast it. Um, I'll let you do that. But but if she's affected by it, I, I, either she'll be affected by it or she won't be affected by it. And in either case, she'll know she's under the effect. Even of if it. she's like enthralled by this argument with Thrain, so that like. Maybe you can get her blood boiling, so yeah. she's just like, in the moment, she's going to say something? I'll, I'll make that two checks. So you can make a check, shush, to, to um, like a stealth check to cast And I have it. to deceive her on something? And then you, get her I, all riled I need you to, to do a... Um, like a charisma check? Can yeah, I, let's, make it, let's make it like uh, perform or persuade. You can use whichever one's higher. So here's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to I be able to like ready zone of truth until I can like... like trigger it yeah it's right when she's about to like clearly like the answer the question that would be a lie but like i want you to get her all riled up so she's about to say the thing okay um all right i'm trying to figure out where the hell is this okay i know it's i know where i'm going okay so will you give me like a like a signal when you're i'm I'm gonna say zap okay we're in a a non-visual medium (laughs) i'm gonna say zap i'm gonna point my finger at the same time okay perfect so revenge is what this is all about, then. Um, this is about revenge. This is about a, a, a lifetime of, of the orcs being a part of something kept out from a place where they should have been. You want to talk revenge to me? First of all, you tried to kill us. You said you, you were going to kill us still. And you know what the orcs did to my life and my mother and my village? You, you better not talk about revenge. I talk about revenge. You are a dirty half-breed. 
that never oh. should have existed in the first place. That's it. I'm swinging. <laughs> I'm swinging. I'm you're punching. Right. You're yeah. bad, bad cow. I'm punching. Yeah. Like uh, give me give me an attack roll. Um, you can use the same as your maul attack roll, um, but you're going to do a little less damage. Okay. So, do they have non-lethal on five O? Not really. Oh wait, sorry. Um, they kind of took all of that stuff out. You could probably add it back in as the the concept still still kind of exists. So D twenty plus my attack bonus or no attack? Uh, yeah, yes, attack, you can bonus. Add your attack bonus. Okay, so seventeen. That's definitely enough to hit her. She's okay. currently unarmored and sitting in a chair. So, okay, so what do I roll for damage? Um, uh, so, do you want to dish out as much damage as you can, or do you want to just kind of? I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't like. like a super planned hit. It was like. I, I my line hit the red line and so I was like ah okay then in that case you're just gonna do um, your strength uh, modifier damage there's no roll it's just it's just basically like just how hard you you hit her so like the plus five in here yeah okay five okay. Jesus um, so you still it's a solid deck she goes sprawling sprawls spiraling to the floor sprawling Spire. to the floor both <laughs> um, uh, she she falls to the floor uh, still attached to her chair um, as as um, uh, you deck her across the face and I go up to her right then and I say how is Lord Blancmere getting inside the king's head zap and um, I, I got a 20 on the persuasion <laughs> what awesome. I mean I rolled a 17 sure. right? that's with the bonus awesome um, uh, she says, uh, "Lord, your Lord Blancmere is no more than this." Well, didn't he cast a thing? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. She, she's she she is oh, okay. she's caught it. She, oh, you, okay. you got her. Oh, okay. Um, she says, "Your Lord Blancmere is nothing more than the vessel for our god." Um, and uh, and then she actually, I'll, I'll I'll give her a little bit more. She says, um, uh, "He." stole the gem that connected him to Groomsh and has ever since been serving the orc armies. We rally and we come to storm your city and take everything back. I knew it! Treacherous! Um, the- she, she looks a little shocked after saying a lot of that. Um, and uh, So just to back up, she said that she confirmed essentially that Lord Blancmere is in the king's head. Um, she said that Lord Blancmere is a vessel for their god. Lord Blancmere is a vessel for their guy. And that it has something to do with the Watcher's Eye. With the gem. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, go for it if you have anything. I mean, did she, she know that she... She, she, looks, she looks shocked. She, she now knows that, that uh, you, you like caught her in the moment enough to, to like get her to, to spill a little bit more than she was prepared to do, but she now knows that she, she's under the... The truth, but she even though she told the truth, there's nothing. She doesn't like die from any other. Like, she, she does not cyanide. Teeth um, and or she seems to sort of wait and see what happens too. Uh, and she says, "The four of you are pretty clever, aren't you?" What's your name? My name is Sky. Sky. Uh, what that's was not that? a. That's not a usual orc name. No, it is not. I was not raised with the orcs. I joined the orc tribes later in my life with my brother. Call me a half breed. Seems like Sky. Now you've uh, you spilled the beans. You're as good as dead. Um, By either side, she kind of looks away from you, but she nods and says, "You're not wrong." So, it seems we have a common enemy. Then it seems like there's still some beans left in that pot. Are there beans for real? <laughs> it's a metaphor. Oh. She sighs and she says, can you pick up the chair? She's still, laying, she's still laying on her <laughs> I side. I pick her up and put her on the... Um, she says, what's your deal? 
we would like everything to go back to the way it was, where the orcs were in the fields, minding their own business, hunting, occasionally raiding, and this town return to the way it was before, where there was only like a third of the town were sinners instead of everyone a sinner. Um, she, she rolls her eyes and she says, boy, an idealist, of course. Um, I mean, what do you want to give me for the information? Your life? Um, she says you'll let me go. If the information is good enough. I, like, you- I guarantee that she won't try to kill us again. If the information is good enough, then um, perhaps we will part and never see each other again, hopefully. Um, I want passage from the city. Of course. And will you never try to kill us again? At this point, it won't save me. That's not an answer. I have no intention to kill (laughs) you at this point. It's clear that you've bested my brother and me, and I cannot return to the orc tribe anyway. I will not try to kill you. You shouldn't go around trying to kill good people. He tells the truth by Moradin's beard. Um, she sighs and she says, about four years ago. No, wait. Uh, I need to get my timeline right. How long ago was the... Uh, does anybody remember how long ago the um, switch from from when they started worshipping oh, right. Moradin? I, I think yeah, it was within the years? last ten years. It was, so it was I, think it was, years. I think it was a while ago, yeah. Um, so she'll say, um, about... Uh, eight years ago, um, we were contacted by a, a man who was well-dressed, a human, who showed up to one of the orc tribes and demanded that he have audience. He talked to the orc leader uh, inside of a tent, and the two of them came to an agreement that this man, some outsider, would come in and unite the orc tribes under a single banner, something that had not been done in a very long time. It was surprising that any of the orc leaders would listen to him, and when people pushed back, they were either killed or or they met him themselves. But he was successful. He went to every orc tribe leader, he talked to them, he convinced them. Eventually, it became clear that this was no ordinary man, that he had something of a spirit within him. Um, The rumors had spread about in all the orc tribes, but apparently the story that we have heard is that he was blessed with Groomsh, who chose him as as his avatar. Um, And we don't know why he picked a human over an orc, but this man, Blancmir, said that he would come in, unite the orcs under one banner, and take over this city with him as ruler, as the avatar Groomsh. Mm, that must have really stung in your pure, purest blood. Um, she uh, uh, frowns and nods, and she says, there's much dissent in the orc tribes about this. Um, no one is comfortable following a human to leadership in this way. But he has demonstrated much that would show that he is, in fact, the avatar to Groomsh. Hmm. You mentioned a gem. What was that? 
Um, in order to rise to full power, Groomsh needs to have a focus, something that uh, can truly grant his uh, avatar the full extent of his power. Um, the gem that that the Lord Blancmere was after um, was one that he found in a dig a long time ago and sold before he knew what it, what it was important for. Um, he called it something. Uh its official name is a word in Orkish, um, but uh, he called it something else in your language. Mm-hmm. Um, Watcher's Eye, I think. It's a large gem, um, uh, but it, it will be used as the Eye of Grumsh um, in an effigy to summon the, the full avatar of Grumsh and allow him to take over the space within the city. He will level this town and kill anybody who is not a true worshiper of Grumsh. This church of Grumsh you have here, that is a front. Um, none of those people are worshippers of Grumsh. They will be uh, slayed and leveled with everybody else. Wow. Your depravity is mind-blowing. Um, she shrugs and she says... Um, your lack of orcish war uh, nature is mind-blowing to me. Oh, he has it. Uh, I just... as, as evidenced by this table. <laughs> Good one, Thrain. Then we all just sort of stare at each, <laughs> stare at each a, other. As Grolo just stands and laughs. Um, do you know any weaknesses of Lord Blancmere? Where he is, uh, you know, how he operates. If you intend to attack Lord Blancmere, I pity all of you. No orc tribe leader has been able to stand to him, and several have tried. Um, the four of you do not stand a chance taking down Lord Blancmere. He's a uh, puny human. No, he is a true avatar of Groomsh. How and does I have it, witnessed that power? How it is does terrifying? How does his influence work over the king? Do you know? Um, uh, she shrugs and she says, "As far as I know, he has used no magical influence over the king. Honeyed That's... words were all he used." <sighs> So he has powerful attacks. Um, he is a powerful being. Uh, well, he hasn't met us. Well, actually, he has met us, but he hasn't met us. I um, I say, wait here. I step out, and I try to find Brod Bodrick. Oh, sure. Um, he's waiting kind of down, d- long, long down the hallway. Okay. Um, uh, he was basically there to escort you out, but um, he sees you and, and, and kind of wave, waves your way. I say, um, this orc woman sky is her name she has collaborated with us in good faith and although i can't believe i'm asking you this for this but uh in agreement to help our cause of getting rid of grumsh in this in this town which by the way is very important because uh these grumpshites are going to actually summon an avatar of grumsh and everyone in this town is going to die including you and this orcish woman has um, given us some information that has assured that uh, she is now going to be hunted down by the Grimshites. Uh, and in exchange for safe passage out, I believe she will not be a bother to us in the future. Um, he, he stares at you as you explain all of this and says, 
I don't think I understand anything that you're saying. But, um, yes, if you have struck a deal with her, um, you can let her go. However, you should know she did kill four people um, in the city before she wound up here. That's how we captured her. Um, and in addition to that, the rules of the of the Thieves' Guild are very clear. If you let her go, um, you need to deliver on, on whatever it is that you're saying, or you take her place in whatever punishment she had. Agreed. Um, uh, he nods and he says, I'll make the, the necessary arrangements to have her escorted out of the city. Okay, thank you, sir. Um, I grab Shush out of the... Watcher! All right! Shush, what... I'm trying to figure out what we need from this woman. Like, how do we figure out what do we ask her, you know? I think we also need to know that she's not going to end up arranging a way for us to be killed. So okay. the truth is very literal. Yeah. So we have to cross all of our T's and dot our I's. There. Okay. So what? So that's good. What else do we need in terms of our mission for Blancmere? I think we need to know how to cut off his attachment to Groomsh. Because if he's not... He doesn't have oh. Groomsh power. Interesting. To, he's just a normal person. Okay. All right. Maybe where he keeps the the watcher's eye. Oh. Okay. Uh, maybe who they're sacrificing in the center of town. Okay. Uh, all right. While this is happening, <laughs> I say to her, "Hey, uh, random question, but could you give me any tips on how to talk to <laughs> orc or half orc women? You you want to ask me for flirting tips?" I'm not proud of it, but yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't tell you. I don't know what the half-orc women are like. But an orc woman, uh, she will generally like it if you if you actually... Oh, man, I don't actually have any good tips. <laughs> She's in the zone of truth. <laughs> She's in the zone of truth. She has to tell the um, truth. She will say... Um, uh, she would like it best... If you cook for her and stay silent. Oh. <laughs> cook and be quiet. Okay. At least as an approach. Okay. I've got the secret now. So we come back in and I hear that last bit and I'm like, what, what secret? Oh. <laughs> uh, cook and be silent. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, Is that think- how we separate the gem from... <laughs> <laughs> she she shrugs she uh, and she says I couldn't tell you that even if I well I, I don't know um, obviously I would tell you at this point where does he keep the gem I don't know that either I suspect he probably keeps it on him um, I know that it is helping to channel his his power to to Grimsh. how who are they killing in the temple uh, mostly whoever they can grab uh, Grimsh only rises to power in a place where he can where he is truly worshipped. Um, the fake temples to Groomsh won't actually cause any any level of uh, power increase or worship to him. They don't stand for his tenets. Wait uh, a minute. Instead, they have to be um, participating in the true worship to Groomsh uh, within all of those temple spaces. The sacrifices are most likely a way that they maintain an actual worship to Groomsh within all those places. Wait. They probably grab vagrants or a weaklings, um, as that is a, a true testament to Groomsh's strength. Uh, and Morden's beard. Well, well, he's still a man, right? Blancmere? 
I suppose so. Until he completes the ritual. Why don't why don't we feed him some leap pie somehow? It's not a bad idea. Like, you know, he he might have to appear to like him, but like we make him extra, extra, extra. Is well, this just an excuse so we can go back and talk well, to Cruddy again? I, I, I hadn't even <laughs> thought of that, but my, my thinking is if we can weaken him, at, at least temporarily, then maybe we could, you know? Hey, you know what? We're just spitballing. And I like it. Oh, I'll I'll definitely spit into them. That's beside the question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, are you saying there's another more valid temple to groom somewhere? Um, no, all the temples are probably being used as they are. They're just doing all the sacrifices there. Um, most likely, when the temple closes, they use that as an opportunity to actually worship Grumsh in his true way. Okay, and you say Lord Blancmere is very powerful. Um. Uh, she she kind of stares off into the distance and she says, uh, more powerful than you can imagine. Are there any events or ceremonies coming up where he will be in attendance? Um, she says, do I look like the keeper of his schedule? I don't know. I'm just asking, is there anything special coming up? He travels out to the orc tribes every couple of weeks in order to continue to rally the tribes together. There are a couple of tribes that have been unwilling to sign up as a part of the the um, the effort that he has put in uh, my guess is is he will probably travel there um, try to rally the last remaining tribes well we don't want to do it in the middle of all those orcs i'm i'm just thinking if we can get him here in town with his supporters and like do like a a proper orc fest and get his guard down and then you know i like it more spitballing it's better than the last one yeah <laughs> well we still feed him the leap pies <laughs> yeah um, she she shrugs and she says, "You'd have to ask somebody here. I don't know the city that well. I know someone." Um. Okay. Anything else you have for? No. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> we have to. Uh, we have to let her go. So, um, farewell, Sky, and I hope you see oh. the goodness in others you will in no way indirectly cause our deaths true or false uh true perfect um i have no intention to see any of you ever again good and are you gonna you are not going to talk to anyone about us having had this conversation or even that we're in town if I return to any of the orc tribes, having not killed the four of you, and if they find out that I've given you any of this information that I've given you, they will slaughter me on the spot. Okay. I have no interest in that. Well, now you see the evil of your people. Um, uh, she says, you say evil, I say strength. Um, prepare yourselves for the oncoming tide of the orc tribes. Only once in all of history have the orcs been re- united in such a way. Um, and I doubt the four of you can stand against that kind of power. Morden stands behind us. I have faith. Ha. Morden is a weak dwarf. Um, but allow your faith to comfort you as you're slaughtered by the, the oncoming uh, tide of, of orcs. Shush says, um, he's never seen the likes of us. And then I'm wearing my uniform that everybody else is wearing. And I like put my fist in, like <laughs> signaling to everyone that we're all going to like put our fist in in the same sort of like Power Rangers style. N- Nicholas does, does the same thing. He's been standing there making his guar face the whole, yeah. whole time. Grolo looks temporarily confused, but then reaches out with his fist. 
um, there's like a there's like an amazing like pause moment, and there's and then it like cuts to to the. Uh, um, credit scene to the to the credit scene cuts it cuts to the the um, theme for for your group um, for all of you but uh, for Sky you're just all standing there quietly <laughs> holding your fists out um, team tablecloth bound out bound bound actually I think that's I think that's where we'll we'll end it for, for the man that was intense yeah that was intense yeah I was ready to like punch her again. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a role playing scene like that that was so tense like that. Yeah, I guess this this session was really um, almost entirely just role playing and and being a character, and, and yeah. uh, there were some other options and opportunities that you guys could have made as choices, but um, but it was cool to see to see so much like talking in character and and being in character. That's really fun. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, and you got a girlfriend. Girl has got a crush. <laughs> He's gonna go try to talk to because you know you're she's, not supposed to talk to her. You're supposed to be silent. Well, he's he's not gonna know what to do, but he's gonna try to go get her on their side to see if they can pull something off <laughs> with the leap pies. Well, yeah. you know something because like Longmere, you know, you gotta get him distraught. Like nothing sure. better than like Spi- spicy food running a good, down your a good way to do that. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, I really have no idea like what we're supposed to do at this point. Like it just seems so dire, you know. This is like act 3 or something where you're just like what are we going to do? I think if he if he is fully formed then we're screwed, right? But we could do something where like we sh- cuz if he loses respect in front of the orcs, then they might not follow him. Yeah, it seems like they already don't like him. Right, like there's had a his, lot of dissent issue the, around him being a human right. who's the avatar of Groomsh. So maybe right. we could discredit him in some way, make him look weak. Right. For that, or you get might to need the, the king somehow. Of some of the orcs. That's right. Or what did you say? Some well, for that, for that, you might need the assistance of some of the orc tribes. Uh, maybe. Maybe uh, what's her name? Well, she's also a half orc, right? So, oh. but 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 she cooks really orcishly. So we might be able to. This is what I'm saying. We got to cook something she's, up here. She's you know? becoming a main character. Is what you're yeah. Saying. <laughs> <laughs> you she can do your, your, She's going to replace. She's going to replace Nicholas. I can only do one. Yeah. Uh, GM NPC. We've only got one extra. So character why? Slot. Wait. Why would the orcs want to band with us against? Some of the orcs don't like him. Remember? Yeah. They don't like him. Why though? Because he's human, and the, what she was saying is that some of the orcs have challenged him. Yeah. And so we could, we might have a, you know, like new they think enemy. Lord Blancmere. The is other like, thing is, like, you might, both of you, like, if you can make a convincing argument, like, it sounds easy, like, oh, we're just going to take this town over, but what about the rest of the region? What about all the other, like, the dwarves are going to immediately rise up? What's going, you know, like, like, the, I, I guess we gotta, we gotta sort of put some fear into them. Like, this plan is half baked. This is some weird human dude. Are you sure this is even groomed? Like, you know. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Sounds like a tall order. It's going to stretch Grolo's abilities to its thinnest because, you know, he's going to have to, like, use subterfuge, which is not his uh, strength. As well clearly. As, <laughs> clearly. As well as, at least on some level, get along with a whole bunch of orcs. Right, that, which that is going to challenge his uh, feelings about it. Yeah. And so, maybe a relative will show up. Oh! <laughs> All right. So we have a lot of stuff ahead of us. But uh, Grolo and Shush bonded over food. Yeah. That was great. And uh, 
You smashed the table. So I smashed the table. Thrain was able to, uh, you know, talk very nicely about Morden, even though in the face of hatred. <laughs> yeah, that was if cool. Morden was watching. He would be proud of, of Thrain. Oh, that's nice. Like, it's like you were doing him proud. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Uh, awesome. any, any final words? Any wrap up? Like, what, if this was a session, John or John's, um, yeah. So, how would you evaluate our development in this group so far? So we would, um, uh, if this was a, a session, just to, to wrap up the end of the group, we would do a checkout question uh, with everybody. Oh, um, and we won't do the whole checkout questions today. Um, we can do the the first part of it. Uh, the whole checkout question is usually, "What is a spotlight you have for somebody else?" Um, so something that somebody else did that enhanced the game for you, improved the game for you. Um, and then what is a thing you thought was challenging or that you learned um, in today's game? And then the last question is usually, what is something that you're looking forward to or you're predicting for next time? Um, but in this case, we'll, maybe it's worthwhile to do, to do a spotlight. Well, if you have a, a spotlight right. for somebody else that they did that really stuck out for you in today's game um, that you thought was enhanced the game for you, um, uh, what would that be? Well, I really liked that. I really liked Shush going off and kind of getting costumes for everyone. It was, it was like, and you know, Grolo is not sophisticated enough to not to know that those costumes maybe weren't the best idea. Yeah. So he was like, "Oh, this is great!" <laughs> um, and it was, you know, it was like independent action that he took so it was cool <laughs> awesome uh, i love Grolo's character today it's always uh entertaining because you know you're just ad-libbing you're just you're just improving and the conversation the various conversations you've had and uh with the orchid half work woman that was pretty hilarious <laughs> i love that you said uh uh, well, you know, compared to your other interactions I've seen you have, this went pretty well. <laughs> I mean, because I love stuff like that where it adds depth, you know, yeah. to, to the situation. And 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 now we're, we're all looking. Honestly, I'm more looking forward to that <laughs> than anything else at this yeah. point. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, my spotlight goes to Kirk because, Kirk, you said that, like, you know, role play is not something that you like feel that comfortable with at some point early on in our games, and you were totally like in the moment, yep, like talking to this this lady Sky, that's right, and like I was like worried I wasn't gonna get the the zap in right in time because you were like so <laughs> in the moment, yeah. um, right, right, that was great, uh, awesome. And then the last thing we would do normally is we would like put all our hands in the middle and we'd say three, two, one, and then say something that stood out, out for us to, for the day. But in this case, I want to put our fists into the middle. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then we'll do the same thing. Um, and uh, I guess, um, say three, two, one, and then something that stood out for right. you today. So three, two, one. Team Tables! <laughs> what did you say? I said Team Tablecloth. Oh, team yeah, Tablecloth. Team, team, team Tablecloth. We said Leap Pies. All right, well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. Thanks for joining us out there. You can go to our website, and you will find all the Dungeons & Dragons episodes on one page. You can also go to the gametogrow.org website, and there's a page with all the episodes there as well because we do them sporadically, and you can listen to them in a row. Uh, Take care of yourself because you deserve it. (laughs) 